0: Thank you. everyone. Welcome to Season 8 of the Paranormies. I'm your host, Johnny Monoxide, and I am joined tonight by Dogbot. What's up? Howdy, y'all. Also joining us all the way from the Land of the Rising Sun, Konnichiwa, Altskull. Konnichiwa, hey, hey. Hey, man. And down in the dungeon, taking notes, hopefully there's no green slime, this season, what's up, Grognack?
1: Slime and slate this season. What's up, players? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, oh my god, he
2: sounds so much better.
1: Doesn't he? We
0: yes. During the season break, we, yeah. we fixed we fixed Grognak's audio.
2: Yeah, that was really uh
0: Yeah. He had the whole Moltars helmet, helmet on though. Second?
2: Right. Still got the helmet on though. The the tin can and the string. I was like, I'm really questioning the production choice here.
0: Well, we 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 upgraded his string to a Cat 5 cable, so... He's getting better. But yeah, we he got rid of the the, the Moltar helmet, and uh, we upgraded his PA system or whatever. But yes, we can hear you now, Grognet. It's great. Speaking of hearing things, did you hear the theme song, the new Season 18 theme song? What do you guys think? Very cool. Very cool. On vinyl. I want it on vinyl. <laughs>
2: I don't think uh, I, li- I like all the breaks and change ups in it.
0: A lot of breaks and changes. I thought you would like that. I think he may have done that, uh, especially for you, DB, because I know you oh, you like that kind of espe- stuff.
2: Especially for me. Well, well, thank you, FEMA band camp leader. Thank you very much.
0: It's yeah, Fem- earlier, FEMA, but, um, it's fe- hold on. It's FEMA camp band leader.
2: FEMA. Okay. Fe- okay. FEMA camp band leader. Yeah. I- Listen, I used to say adjectives. it the way I used to say it's it the a way, lot of adjectives.
0: It's not adjectives. It's they're actually all nouns. They're both. It does have a different nuance to it. If you say, you know, yeah, the band camp leader. Right, it's, right, it's right. Not that, band, it's not a band camp.
3: It's a it's FEMA a camp. It's yeah, right with it's, a band.
0: Right, exactly. Right. It's totally it's a, it's the same, but different. Uh, and I used to say it the way dude, I had him in my phone as FEMA band camp leader. And one day, like he was looking at me. He's like, who the hell is he's like, he like, who the hell is this nigga? I was like, that's you. <laughs> he's like, that's not my name. Can you
2: make- can you imagine the stories uh, from band camp at a FEMA camp <laughs> at the That's FEMA band what camp? What
0: you said that at the FEMA you band get the camp. The though. I That's don't know funny. if they'd ha- would they have flutes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Anyways, you do do you, do you guys want to hear an "I'm old" story real quick? Sure. I made an American Pie reference, and the three people I was talking to had no idea what I was talking about. Ooh, american pie dude wow yeah it's a good thing
3: it, when, when did that okay so when did that movie come out just to blow everyone's mind 90 like something 90s 90s early, 2000s?
0: 90s, early 2000s? i really feel
2: i really feel like that was early 2000s possibly i feel like, yeah. that, was, I feel like that was 2002
0: uh I'm going to with Yeah, I'm going to It go. was 99. It was 99. Wow. Yeah, no, it was before because I remember seeing it before I was in the military and that was 99. Yeah. Summer 99. 99 yes. That's crazy.
2: That's where the whole um awful term milf came from. That's where it got put into popular That's culture. where
0: yeah, that's where it was popularized. It had been a thing mm. in certain circles for a long time, unfortunately, but uh yeah. That was the the one that popularized that whole thing and the the Stacy's mom song and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, mm. the slippery slope. It
3: was also raunchier than I think the oh. movies were before oh. that.
0: Nineties movies, nineties movies. I, I I think I did this last season, but uh um, when I was talking about Ace Ventura, uh nineties movies are far far more vulgar than eighties movies. Raunchy. Mm-hmm. Like eighties movies, there was still a lot of innuendo. You know, there's
3: still a yeah, lot. Ventura really did some gross shit. In it. Yeah, you know, like, go back and look at it. You're like, what the hell? That's oh, a, oh my like god! A, god there's is so that a mirror
0: much- or a giant shit in her
3: panties? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did say it was the worst case of hemorrhoids he'd ever seen. So I mean, like, just as bad, right? But then, yeah. that was Jim Carrey's visceral, you know, sort of vulgarish, garish comedy right he was a before
2: before his joe biden appearance
0: (laughs) well his his yeah his his final performance as joe biden his best best performance absolutely um man i don't know dude there's so many good actors in hollywood i mean like like the pelosi actor has been going for how many years you know remember remember before like the internet and 24-hour news networks like you know Strom Thurmond only had to be on camera like on on you know once a week, right? He could be in he could be in the Senate for 86 years. But Nancy Pelosi has to do all this stuff for most of her career on camera. Dude, Strom
2: Thurmond was a rolling corpse.
0: He was I'm sorry, he was a what? He's a rolling corpse. Oh, at the end, yeah, for the, sure. No, for
2: it. like for like 10 years that thing was a rolling corpse.
3: Well, he was like 100 when he died, He right? was 100
0: and I think it was 103. Yeah, maybe. I,
3: I love how they can't; they're not allowed to retire. That, I do think that that's some sort of uh, metaphysical torture for whoever these people are. Like one hundred one, one hundred one. Sorry, he was one hundred one. One hundred one. That's crazy. I love
2: that. Here's here's Strom Thurman.
0: Yeah, right. Literally, yeah. he was. He was literally he still alive. Literally, Tell the head me. in the the head in the jar <laughs> from it was you know from uh, Futurama. Right.
3: Yeah, man, yeah, Henry yeah. Kissinger's like 99 now or something, 98, something, something like, like that. that. He he's just won't like, go, he just won't go. No, they roll him out. He looks like the blob now. He looks oh, like he's a melting, like, yeah, Jewish candle.
0: He looks no, like no, you know what he looks like? He looks like, um, an attempt at making a uh, like you ever see like those cakes where like somebody from home tries to make the cover of the cake magazine cake? That's what he looks like. He looks like if somebody tried to make. Like a picture of, of of him in a cake now he's but he's been sitting in the sun and all the frosting, and the fondant has turned into like it yeah, looks like Pizza, pizza in the Hut. the job the, of the, the jew best,
2: the the best meme is uh, the one of death at the uh, the grabber <laughs> the, the grabber game yes after, the claw. after every after each delete has been dying uh like yeah, it'll show the the elite that he picks up. But then he's like, "Is Henry Kissinger even in here?"
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. It's a good one. It's it's like a Ben Garrison ish. But yeah, it's it's funny. That's a good one. We well because he's been around for holy shit. I mean, like, he was around when Mao was doing his thing back in when communism was being founded in China when they were erasing whatever history was there before.
3: Yeah, there's rumors he was like one of the people responsible for the Kennedy assassination
0: i I'm implying
3: implying. I don't know.
0: I know. Well, DB, that he was, there. what's that? He was there anyway. He was around there. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's the thing about Kissinger is like, he's been around for all that stuff. And so was George Bush until he died recently. But, uh, Kissinger was around for that. Kissinger was around for pretty much every major happening in the 20th century. You know, in the mid to late 20th century, and all the way through through now, and he's still hopping around doing stuff with the World Economic Forum. I wonder how many heart transplants he's had. David Rockefeller was nine. Hmm. But the World Economic Forum, dude, it's got no power, no real power. I mean, nobody nobody goes to those things. It's important, anyways, right? I mean, all they do is they, you know, they do that stupid singing and and guitaring thing that the that was basically. The um, what was it called from Fifth Element? The blue thing? What did they call it? The the opera singer. Thing. The opera singer, it had a name.
2: Shitty sh- shitty squid lady. It had a name it, I, like it was I like, know, but like like you're asking me to remember the name of an ancillary character from a '90s sci-fi movie. It's it's, it's like <laughs> it's,
0: yeah. It's not. An ancillary I don't even character. remember. I
2: don't even remember Chris Tucker's name in that in that movie. Okay. I I think isn't 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 Gary Oldman's character named Zed? Yes. Zed. Yes. That's that.
3: Multipass. So, multipass.
2: That's uh, her name's Mila. I
3: don't even remember her name. I just remember it's, multipass. It's Lelou. Yeah,
0: Lelou. Lelou. Yeah. Close. No. Ah, uh, there you go. No, but <laughs> it's I mean, a good you know, movie. Sh- sure, like it's actually movie. a great movie and as far as sci-fi movies go. And
2: his uh, and his name in the movies like Sam Harris.
0: No, whose name? Bruce Dallas Corbin. Dallas Corbin.
2: Dallas.
3: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. yes. Okay. Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas, yes. Corbin Dallas, I my think. My man, my man, Corbin, that's my man, my man, Corbin. It, man. Is, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Gary Oldman was Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Zorg. Okay, yes. not, Zorg. Not, 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 not Zed. Z, not Zed, Zorg. Zed is, Z is Z from Flash Gordon. No, what? Zed isn't Zed from Flash Gordon?
2: No, that's Ming the Merciless. That's Ming the Merciless. Yeah, Zed is...
0: Is that a Superman? dead, maybe. Yeah, dead. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, pulp fiction. That's right. Yeah.
3: Is it, it who's Zeus? Who I just watched in another movie. That uh, oh, I watched. He's in Z- and they, they live. Wait, is that Ving Rhames or is that the other guy, Zeus? Uh,
2: so Zeus, Zeus, is- Zeus is not in. They live. That's a no, that's no, a no, that's, that's a totally a a different black linebacker. Guy. linebacker. Yeah, it's a totally yeah, well, <laughs> different black guy. He looks no, exactly no, like him.
0: No, Tiny Lister is Zeus. Yeah.
2: Oh, geez. So, so people miss the entire point about the WEF. The WEF isn't necessarily like where the seat of power is held. It's more like a giant humiliation convention where all these elites get in front of cameras and say everything that's on their mind, mm-hmm. and they know nobody's going to do anything about it. There's you that. Know, it's. It, it, it's it, I mean, there, there. The power is within the people that are involved, but like. It's not that the WE itself is like the where the central power is,
0: right? The the, um, the
2: the global The global elites have all these different cute little clubs that they're part of, and the the WEF is this like public convention where they can get together and they can just say the thing that they're not supposed to say out loud. Like, hey, I think in like two years we're gonna just get rid of cars. You yeah, know, and I mean, like, that's one of the things and th- like, we're, that we're going to put a microchip in your dick and like there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. You know, like that's 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 where they say this stuff. It's not like it's not like the W.E. itself is like the seat of power. It's just where these these elites get in front of cameras and sit in front of some mystery meat, like curly haired chick in a, in a bad pants suit. And she asks like pablum questions and then they can just like start ranting and raving about all the random crap that comes to their minds. Like, like Al Gore at this last one, he's like, Oh my gosh, you know, if we don't do something about the climate, there's going to be 1 billion climate refugees. And you know how people act when there's only like a million illegal aliens. Oh my God. You know, there won't be, we won't be able to self govern anymore. You know, like, it's just like, okay, bro, just chill, chill out. You've been wrong about every single climate prediction that you've had for 20 years. But nobody's calling you out on it, so just just chill out.
0: Hmm. Right.
3: Right. It's like it's like their showcase for all their terrible ideas, and then well, they can float them, and everybody else goes, "Oh, these are these are wonderful." These are. It's just this big echo chamber, and then people like us are sitting back, going, "There was I just watched one the other day where they're like, "Yeah, yeah." in the new workplace they're going to be able to monitor your brain activity and so when you're uh, distracted because you're thinking about something else there's going to be an alert that pops up on your computer and your boss is going to be able to do a review of your brain activity and see if you've been doing the work that you're supposed to do and all the people in the audience the lady goes after she shows this like completely dystopian uh, cartoon where they even ended up arresting some guy for uh Hacking or something like that, but then all the people associated with him were suspects as well, and they were all worried. And they just end the commercial on this, and the lady's like, "What kind of a what? What do you guys think about that kind of future? Does that sound like something you're interested in? Raise your hand if you don't think so." And then everybody raises their hand, and they're like, "No!" <laughs> it's like, wait, it's, isn't this supposed to be where you're selling good ideas? Or <laughs> well, well what, none
0: of the ideas the they seem the to have out? are good ever. The- they're not they're they're the brain chips and the thought moderation with your airpods what was the one the other day with um thought monitoring headbands and iPhones or iPods and or earpods whatever they were earbuds Yeah, like wear, wearables or something well, yeah yes. well
2: like, like 2 years ago that weird that weird goblin creature that wrote sapiens uh literally said something like oh yeah we're going to turn third world countries into data farms and the first world countries are going to be in a in a uh, a struggle for who has the best ai
0: i mean yeah. right but this is what they do they get up there and they say all that stuff and sprinkled in amongst all the crazy mind control chips and stuff are agendas that are that are going on and that happen and that totally do happen because these people that go there like Justin Trudeau and um I mean there was a list put out of people that were actually there and oh my god George Soros wasn't there. So you know, well, he's, every- not
2: in the- he's not in the box either. Well that's he's the thing. Not- right, he's that's- not in the grabby box either. He's,
0: no George Soros is- Well he will be he will be. His son his son is his is uh got a good grasp on things. His his father can uh you know, be it out eventually I don't know I don't I don't think he wants to I think it's one of those that just he doesn't want to I think he enjoys the demonic possession maybe or something I don't know whatever it is but uh Soros wasn't there and there was another big name that wasn't there so oh no the WF isn't a big deal this year even though even though while Davos was going on anybody all anybody could talk about was uh whore train cop right for the entire week that like bazillions of memes about this 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 round faced mid mid at best cop. That was somehow mid, mid at no. best. Yeah. At best. No, at best.
2: not, not, not even lower mid.
0: Okay. I, I'm saying, well, dude, she's, she's all, you've also only seen her in her uniform. That's like work site. It's like a work site. She's like a job site. Mid. Yeah.
2: The uniform is supposed to be an enhancement. No, not at with the, cops. The very least,
0: no, no, that's for men and, and like for women to look at men. When men look at women, cops, nobody gets nobody gets excited. Nobody gets nobody gets aroused by that. I get angry. Yeah, it makes me mad I when I see a woman. I get angry when I see a female cop. But anyways, if the World Economic Forum, if Davos wasn't an important thing, we wouldn't be inundated with, you know, again, train whore cop 17 times a day uh, 17,000 times a day. Like I said, like um even my, you know, in the normie sphere, it's nothing but train whore cop and oh, uh, I forgot what the other what the other fucking gay op of the the cover up gay op was at the time. Something dumb, obviously. And, you know, speaking of dumb gay ops, the more I look back at the yay thing where he got on there and he's like, you know, there are things that I love about Hitler. Right? Like, who talks like that if you're trying to be a serious person, if you want to be considered serious for any any period of time whatsoever? And as, as much fun as that was, that was 100% a complete gay op.
3: And he's gone, too. Man. And he's
0: gone. Yeah, he's gone. Poof.
3: Yeah. yeah like, that's it. We're not talking about it anymore.
0: Yep. Woody. yep. Yeah. He said the thing about Hitler. Made sure we know, make sure we know that Hitler is with the, against the Jews and the A is against the Jews and Jews bad. Guy in the mask said, the guy in the mask who claims to be A said the thing. <laughs> that whole show. That was, I mean, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. That was funny. I laughed a lot. You guys People laughed. losing their minds over it were funny. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah.
3: But now people, people are going able to uh-huh. handle like th- somebody talking about these things was really almost well, entertaining.
0: People's, most people's brains are so broken anyways from all the mass amounts of trauma based mind control. that gets forced on them every single day to, from the time you wake up. Like, you know, yeah, you, have you guys seen the meme? It's like ears in the 1600s and it's like listening, you know, like listening to Mozart and that kind of stuff. Right. Listening to a babbling brook. Now it's like ears in 2023. It's like, ee! do you guys have tinnitus? Do we all have tinnitus? Yes. I yes. Okay. I don't think I don't think that you have tinnitus from going to concerts and not listen, and not wearing earplugs. I think the tinnitus is um, and this is where they live, the good good uh, whoever said they live earlier, that was UDB, I think. Um, it's that's the frequency from the moon. And it's not from the moon, but it's a frequency from somewhere. That's what the tinnitus is. Bro, I,
2: I had a I had a monitor speaker about arms length away from my head for 15 years yeah, off and on I, I know. Uh, you know like, so like my left ear rings in a way that I cannot describe to people mm, I have my, I, my right ear does not do that it's you it's, can make I it worse you can
0: make my, it but what I'm saying is every single person I've asked it doesn't matter whether they were a DJ I played dude, I played metal guitar for, since I've not been 14 years old okay for, without earplugs nobody told me the guys on stage were wearing earplugs okay I went to the concert anyways and was in the pit right there with all those speakers. We weren't wearing earplugs in the pit. So, like, I've damaged my ears totally, I'm sure. However, the amount of people who haven't done ear damage that have tinnitus is really kind of a strange phenomenon to me. So I I think it has something to do with frequencies.
2: I mean, it probably
0: could. It does. I think it does i don't think probably i don't think probably has anything to do with the amount of frequencies that we're getting bombarded with constantly from 5g to microwaves to cell phones to you know wi-fi and now all the new
3: smart devices that are filling up people's
0: lives as well yeah Yeah, absolutely they're like
3: amplifying amplifying. oh i just yeah my friend has a, a meter acoustic meter thing and he did a bunch of uh tests on different stuff and it'll Mm -hmm. it's not good (laughs) i'm gonna make a post on it later well
0: and all this stuff and again and all this stuff coupled with all the trauma-based mind control that you see on television and in the media and in the music and all around you you know it does something to your to your inner frequencies too so speaking of trauma-based mind control uh we're in well yeah we're in season eight we're gonna control your mind season eight guys Holy cow. Who'd have thought that, man, eight seasons of this show. And
3: starting right around the time when everything started changing, interestingly, around around that time that Trump was Mm -hmm. becoming a thing.
0: Another, yeah, man, you can go back and listen to some of the old episodes, man. There's some pretty cringy stuff, but we we were excited about Trump. There was a lot of, there was some praising of Keck, even, I believe. (laughs) <laughs> embarrassing who was that guy <laughs> yeah um but no not anymore the, the yeah this season we're going to have we're going to we're going to have guests as usual we're going to have many topical shows we're going to do um and i promise and i mean it this time a lot less shit posting on the topical episodes but we're you know this is the first episode of the new season so we got to do a little bit of uh getting the business out of the way um I believe we are now in the process of finding a new shirt vendor. So sit tight on the shirt stuff, guys. I have to take all the stuff down off the website. So distant apparel is no longer going to be doing a thing. So there's that. Um, What else? What else is going on that's new? Anything you guys...
2: Nothing I can think of off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> Nationalist Inquirer will be back Tuesday night live on Pilled D Live and Odyssey, as usual. Um, yeah, we got some good guests. We have. It seems when we were making a topic list for this season, it seems that uh, a recurring theme popped up over and over, and that was one of cults and um, MK Ultra mind control programming. So bear with us as uh, we may have a few episodes this season pertaining to those topics, especially this one. We're going to start with this one. Um, so
2: even, e- even though the MK ultra program ended in like the late sixties, technically well, well, MK ultra is being used here as like a catch all freight. Yeah. uh mind control.
0: Right. I'm going to get into that too. But um, yes, the MK ultra program uh, supposedly halted in 1973. I'm sorry. 1964 MK Ultra was halted. It was changed to a project called MK Search, which it then ran until 1972. Supposedly halted in 1973, according to Freedom of Information Act requests. So, but like you said, yeah, the, um, it, the MK Ultra thing is the one that everybody knows. Everybody's heard of MK Ultra, um, whether it's you know. Um, talking about CIA mind control programming or um, I don't know, like the, uh, Netflix wasn't uh, Stranger Things basically based on MKUltra mind control programming? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Like
3: very much so, right? That's, like that's the whole theme of the where the kids come from is their special unit of these kids who have these psychic abilities and telekinetic powers and things and they are uh, subjected to MK Ultra experiments and remote viewing and the uh, what's it called, the uh, sensory deprivation tanks mm-hmm. and those sorts of things in order to tap into these abilities and things. But also, there's a whole bunch of revelation of the method of the trauma-based mind control and the disso- dis- I always forget if it's disassociation or dissociation. I think it's dissociation.
0: I think it's two different words. Where they I splits. I think it's dissociation and dissociative. When you're it's talking about yeah. The drugs. Yeah. And I don't rhythm, know. Maybe my,
3: I'm where the mind fractures mm-hmm.
0: and that's where multiple personality
3: disorder comes from. It's actually rumored that multiple personality disorder is actually a result of MK Ultra programming and not some naturally occurring phenomenon. Right. That's, just a, that's
0: a major that's a, yeah, that's that's a major finding that uh Oh look when yeah, when they went through the MK Ultra um quote release what files. Happened? I'm sorry? He's
3: like, "Oh, what happened? Oops! Uh, what happened
0: to this person?" Yeah. Oh, we don't know why this person went did crazy. that. Yeah, this person just yeah. went crazy. I mean, all this stuff started back in uh, in in World War II when with uh, the they they brought over General Ishii from Japan, and he was working at Fort Detrick uh, in uh, nineteen forty seven when the National Security Act was enacted. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which created, you know, um, the CIA and the OS- which came out of the OSS, and because you can't have an MK Ultra program without, you know, um, somebody to run the program, right? Like the CIA. Just what, what's didn't... the
3: OSS, Johnny? The
0: OSS was the Office of. Oh man, why'd you ask me that? Just it That's my Brockhead. The last week.
2: That's who Brock Sampson works for. I'm sorry. Brock Sampson from uh, Venture Brothers.
0: Oh, <laughs> just a second. Where is the one I just downloaded tonight? Is it PNG
2: or is it? A... It's
0: the Office
3: of Something Something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, and I just had this. The SNS isn't for something and something. <sighs> it, it, uh, I, I mean, it might as well be for
2: something
0: and yeah. something. I know. <laughs> Office of Strategic Services. Good Lord. It is. yes yeah. it was the office of strategic services which was founded in 1947 and the cia came out of that um it was formed out of the agency of the joint chiefs of staff to coordinate espionage activities behind enemy lines for all branches of the united states armed forces so basically the oss was um founded as a spy agency um and out of that came the cia which out of that came MK Project MK Ultra. I mean, a lot of a lot of projects came before MK Ultra too. There was Project Crossbow and Project Overcast. These were uh, these were projects that came out of Project Paperclip. Actually, <clears throat> all of these came out of Project Paperclip.
3: A lot of people think that Project Paperclip was just NASA scientists, but no. half of Project Paperclip was MKUltra. and it, they mm-hmm. they brought these scientists over. Why? Because they'd committed war crimes in their own country, and they were going to be subject to be. Uh, punished for the war crimes, which would be, uh, you know, death. And they said, well, instead of killing you, why don't you come over and work for us and give give us all of the information you gained in torturing people oh. and murdering people and doing all these hor- horrific things to different sorts of populations. And it, like you said, Johnny, it happened with the uh, Japanese and it also happened with the Germans. Mm-hmm. And um, they took all that information and were like, oh, let's just repackage that into the MK Ultra program.
0: Right. I mean, well, you got to remember, they took in over 1,300 Thirteen hundred scientists, right? Six hundred of them were mind scientists, and seven hundred of them were uh, propulsion scientists. So, six hundred mind scientists—that's that's that's pretty crazy that they even had that many of them in at that level, you know, doing these kind of operations. So, um, they took six hundred mind scientists and they inserted them into the military-industrial complex which includes universities, colleges, prisons, hospitals. (laughs) Over 80 institutions.
3: I think a lot lot of people think that they just went into some government agency and they started doing experiments, but they were disseminated all across the United States. Right, 600 of them. right, 600 of them disseminated across
0: 80 different institutions, all run by one guy. Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, who was originally born Doctor, or he wasn't born Doctor, he was Joseph Scheider. Scheider, yeah. Well, they,
2: he was. They wanted. They wanted to try a whole bunch of different techniques to see which things would work the best for compartmentalizing. You know the different kinds of human slaves that they wanted to create.
0: Right. Well, originally the original point of. The OSS, the original uh, premise of the OSS, was to... Um, or I'm sorry, not the, the OSS, the Tavistock Institute. We forgot about the Tavistock Institute. The Tavistock right, Institute right. was founded in uh, 1941, I believe. The um, UK. Yes, uh, It, which is basically a... Um, it's the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations Which applies social sciences To contemporary issues And problems It's established as a not-for-profit organization With charitable purpose in 1947 Interestingly enough the same time as the National Security Act Was enacted in the CIA Was born hmm.
3: So, Just a couple of years after the biggest Trauma-based mind control operation Of all time which one was that? Yeah, the atomic bomb.
0: Oh yeah, I mean there's been so many. I yeah. <laughs> and they all keep getting, getting bigger. bigger. No, that yeah, that was absolutely trauma-based mind control, the watching yeah. the atomic bomb on television. Um, I mean they actually did kill people, but I on sure. top of it, they said that we have a
3: we have a weapon now that Can wipe out the entire Earth and at any time, and you don't have any control over it.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. We gotta. Speaking of which, we have to. um, I gotta. I gotta email that guy back. I totally forgot. We have a guest coming on um, very soon. He wrote a book, and yes, I told him I gotta get some questions together. Yes, we're gonna. We have. uh, He's he's a kiwi. We have a our first kiwi guest coming on. He definitely knows his shit
3: about the atomic bomb. Yes, you read the you read the PDF. Yeah, well, I watched his video and read some of the PDF. Okay, cool. Right on. Yes,
2: I'd is- like to. Hear, I'd like to hear his uh, take on Horseman Jacinda's reign of terror while he while he's been living there.
0: That's a that's a good idea too. We can ask him that. We'll put that on the list of questions. Um, but yes, they they did the largest, tra- uh, the first largest trauma mass trauma based mind control project. Right, that was probably the first mass project, mm. I, maybe. Mm. I don't know. It was War of the Worlds it would have been considered? Yeah, War of the yeah, Worlds. absolutely. War of the
3: Worlds was some yeah. sort of uh, operation. I don't know if it was meant on purpose to terrorize people. Though. obviously, I mean, that it did have
0: that effect. Oh, obviously, it it did. yeah. There's no way they it. didn't. There's no way they didn't know that that was going to terrorize people.
3: They wanted to see what they could get away with when they told people there was going to be some terrible event on the radio when nothing actually existed in real life. And I think it was, as most of their operations were, it was a resounding success. Everybody, well, at least that's what we hear. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? You know, maybe they just (laughs) retconned that into be a big success. They could make the other operations later a bigger success because people went, oh, people freaked out once before. Now we got to freak out again. Oh,
0: (laughs) this is true. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole point is to get people to freak out, and that is the point of trauma-based mind control. They control you using trauma. They scare you into doing things. or scare you into not doing
3: things. And Dogbot mentioned it earlier that the MKUltra program was, you know, disbanded, but Mm. they're still doing these operations. There's still an experiment underway, a a mass worldwide experiment underway, and they're constantly refining it and tweaking it. And so, like, if the people listening don't... uh, quite understand what we're talking about think about the the challenger the space shuttle challenger was a massive trauma-based mind control program in which no one died they sent a an inflatable up into the air and popped it they blew it up uh all the astronauts that were allegedly on that thing were are, are just like working in colleges now still to this day uh people say they have twins so they all have twins all the there's you know five sets of you know, twins on enough. the challenger apparently yeah, yeah. there's like five sets of twins, and they all look like I mean, they all have the same names, even some of them some have the same first name.
0: Interestingly, that's a weird thing to do to your twin. Yeah, that twins but, uh, name the same thing. Weird. Parents must well, have the been thing, strange the, back the then. Thing,
2: the thing with the Challenger is back to like a theory that I had last season about macro dosing and micro dosing crisis to keep people in a constant state of distress over an extended period of time. Like once in a while, they have to have like a macro, <clears throat> a macrodose crisis, like the Challenger.
0: Oh, I think Dogbot's dying.
2: But yes, you have no. to, not to not today. <laughs>
3: you all right? Yeah. Well, everybody who is our age remembers having that TV wheeled into their elementary school classroom. Yep. And hearing about Krista McAuliffe and the first teacher, incident, it was specifically aimed at children. That's the most sadistic part of that operation, and especially when you find out that no one died. Like It's almost, it's almost grosser and, and more messed up when you're like, oh, wait, no one died. So they knew they were going to blow up this thing and pretend like all of these people died. And they specifically aimed it at schools so that right. they would... Wheel wheel the TV with the big black strap on the on the cart that
0: <laughs> I remember the big black straps. Hey, watch this game. They all right, made
2: everybody. all of us watch it.
0: Oh yeah, everybody, everybody, Dude, I remember they I remember brought there the were, TV there, in.
2: There were other there were other space shuttle launches during the eighties, huh. and we didn't we didn't watch them.
0: We didn't watch any. Know? We didn't watch anything other than the Challenger. For some reason, yep. the Challenger was extremely important. But when you do the um uh. When you do the Jordan Maxwell thing, where you take all the names and you put them together, and it's like you know, uh, oh, what is it? Damn it, Matt does it all the time. Skull, what is it? Uh, when you take all the different names of the the space shuttles and you put them in the right order, and all challengers will be destroyed. Is the last part of it? Oh, oh uh, Jesus! Yeah. It's like the, the 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 goddess Columbia over Atlantis and moons over Miami or something. Wait, that's that's Denny's. Never mind. <laughs> <It's Dennis. laughs> that's Denny. Moon's over Miami is Denny's. Yes. The only um, one I remember is needed another seven astronauts. Oh yeah, that was always good. Well, you know what color Kristen McAuliffe's eyes were, right? They're uh, they're blue. Yes, one blue this way, one blue that way.
2: Uh, <laughs> and then and then there's the uh, the guy that survived the Challenger thing, the, the fake brother or whatever, and he has a company, and his company is a cow. Uh, that's on a rocket that's that the the smoke trail of the rocket is the same famous photograph mm-hmm. of the the, the challenger quote smoke
0: up. trail from the challenger that's what you know what's funny is the smoke trail from the challenger looks so fake because it's like there's like two right angles where like it looks like it was photoshopped really badly
3: Somebody said it makes horns. I, I thought that was a bit of a reach, but who knows? <sighs>
0: Whatever. And it, it was a ritual. It was a mind control, trauma based mind control ritual, which was born out of Project Paperclip in 1946, which then moved into other projects like Crossbow and Overcast, which had, holy cow, 492 military officers, uh, 205. Military officers went to the Air Force. Uh they weren't um all of them went to Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Which is strange enough, right, that they went to Wright Pat. That's the one that they took uh Mr. K's uh giant of Kandahar to. That's the real that's the real spoopy um uh, Air Force Base. It's not Area fifty one, it's actually Wright Pat in Ohio. I mean of course it's in Ohio. Of course. Yes, uh, 177 of these officers went to the army, including all of the ones that came over with Werner von Braun, and uh, 72 went to the navy. That was Project Paperclip. And those were—I'm sorry—those were, I'm sorry, those were um, the two parts of Project Paperclip: were Crossbow and Overcast, and that was Project Paperclip. Yeah. So then, out of that came MK Ultra, <laughs> which then became MK Search which then supposedly went away, which I don't believe. It, it, it never goes away. It's like being an ex-CIA officer or an ex-CIA analyst or an ex-CIA anything. Like they even made a movie about it, the one with uh, Bruce Willis and John Malkovich, Red, retired, extremely dangerous.
3: Yeah, it's like they, <clears throat> they retire the program just so that they can say, yeah, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. And then meanwhile, they're doing it right in front of your face with every other... News story,
0: right? Every every news story is a trauma based mind control uh, project. Every single news story, and they tell you how it works because, like when you saw Anchorman, remember when when um, I don't remember his name, but when he, you know, uh, Ron Burgundy, when he read the thing and got fired because he just read the thing. You know, he doesn't know what he's saying. Hey,
2: he just he just read the cue card as it was in front of him.
0: Yeah. Right, and that's that's literally what they're doing. They're not actually yeah. And and who's to say that these people are even real at this point? That they're not just deep fakes.
2: That's what he's trained to do. Yeah. Also, in Zoolander, um, he was, yeah, uh, he was, put through trauma-based mind control at an air quote spa. Mm-hmm. And so when the DJ starts playing, you, um, you spin me right round. Uh, he kills the <laughs> Dalai Lama. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that was. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the movie for anybody. It's I'm such sorry. a great movie I, that I, I'm sure nobody's I so, seen. I am so terribly sorry if if that, like, if that ruined it for some people.
0: Oh man, I was gonna. I haven't seen it. I was gonna. I've only seen memes of it. I don't think I've ever. By the
2: way, that's it. also a spoof on the Manchurian
3: Candidate, which is mm-hmm. specifically about MK, the MKUltra program.
0: Yes. And again, they will tell us all about it in our, you know, in our media, in our movies. How many times have you seen mind control or mind control programming or brainwashing or any of that kind of stuff in m- movies, cartoons, TV shows? Clockwork Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Uh,
2: it, that was also the theme of the, the Muslim, like, freak you out from Muslim terrorism TV show Homeland was the first couple seasons was uh, – is the redhead guy who came back from Afghanistan? Is he, you know, is is he a secret Muslim? Oh my God, he's a secret Muslim!
0: Oh my God, is he going to blow everything up? Oh, right. is he a sleeper cell? Remember the sleeper yeah, cells? Really, he, yeah, sleeper cells. Yeah. That was a was sleeper cell a video game or a movie or a TV show? I I'm remembering the name.
2: Oh, it sounds like a Nickelodeon show.
0: <laughs> Whoosh! You <Ew>. gross. <laughs> ah. Jesus. <laughs> What was the, what's the fat guy's name with the foot fetish? Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. <laughs> no, Dan. Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. Dan Harmon is somebody else. Who's Dan Harmon? Harmon's the uh,
2: Rick and Morty guy.
0: Oh, that's oh, right, right, right. Rick right, right. and Morty. Oh, wow. Yeah, a little spousal Dan, abuse there. There's so many of them, it's hard to keep track. I know. So
2: Dan, Dan Harmon's the one that a few years ago should have been canceled because he was videotaped uh, trying to rape a infant doll. But it just came out this week that Justin Royland, the the one who supposedly oh. does most of the writing and, and he does all the voices. Apparently, he's been like he's there's all kinds of screenshots of him grooming the shit out of
0: lots of girls. girls, lots, yeah. of, lots of different of girls. Oh, really? Like
2: one of them, one of them he's like, hey, yeah, when you turn 18, you could just become a cam girl and get rich. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, bro.
0: I mean, that's <laughs> not grooming. Woo. That's just giving her advice
2: yeah yeah <laughs> financial advice right, yeah. right.
0: i mean just, just the guy who i thought he, i thought there people. was like a, i thought there were spousal abuse allegations or something wasn't one of them beating their wives something like Rick
2: that? and Morty is the favorite cartoon of every uh atheist I, I guy know. in his forties that have watched too many fucking movies
0: i know, I know what it is you don't have to qualify that i don't I don't know why
2: so he's like their hero
0: who. You know?
2: The guy? Yeah, because he, he creates a cartoon that gives them, like, layers and layers and layers and layers of references that they feel like that they're only special enough to get themselves.
3: hmm
0: Meanwhile, he's grooming 16-year-olds. Right. 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 Yeah, Justin Royland faces domestic violence charges. Yeah, here we go. Royland was charged with too. domestic battery and false imprisonment in May 2020 after an incident with a woman he was dating, according to a criminal complaint. Justin Roiland, star and co-creator of the animated comedy series Rick and Morty, has been charged with de- felony domestic violence in Orange County, California, in connection with a 2020 incident. I don't see anything about grooming. No, this
3: is new, the grooming thing. What, did, like today? Like, like the other day, yeah. Really? Yeah, all these Twitter posts came out from some girl, basically, combined, she, she started contacting all these... People that he had been in contact with before, and he'd been like every single one she contacted. Turns out there's this history of DMs of him trying to get them to do sexual things, and uh, there there was a, there was
0: a lot, a lot. Oh, here it is. Yeah, okay. So you posted it. Okay, DB, you po- I did not see that. Interesting.
2: Well, I mean, I didn't okay. go through every single screenshot, but I, I just I was amused that finally the the other shoe dropped with the. Rick and Morty uh, creator,
0: sure, but also yeah. uh, the fact that he's also been arrested for domestic violence.
2: Yeah, I bet. I bet it was a very. I bet it was like a hissy fit too. I. I. I don't think it was like. I don't think it was domestic violence in the way most people understand domestic violence. I bet he threw a Funko Pop at her. <laughs> he probably threw a fucking pickle Rick at, at the chick. Yeah, you know? like pickle Rick. <laughs> Erica, Funko
1: pop you bitch
2: <laughs> anyway anyway speaking of microdosing, dosing yeah of,
0: well that's that's the other thing okay so microdosing and macrodosing was one of the things that they did uh sydney gottlieb i mean there's over 150 recorded lsd experiments that he that are they're known about Where he unknowing where people were unknowingly dosed with LSD. That I recorded. Hundred and fifty experiments. Not people, excuse me, not people, experiments.
3: The research said if you were a CIA agent it became an occupational hazard to get dosed with LSD at any time anywhere and you just didn't know when yep. this guy was gonna drop lsd in your drink and you were gonna uh, suddenly become the subject of an experiment mm-hmm.
0: and that was well that was what it was was a game you know you, you dose somebody with acid and then it's like now you're yeah you're the you're the experiment but did you um did you guys check out the uh the documentary where they talked about ken kesey and all the merry pranksters and all that and part of the merry that part of the um German the, documentary. Yeah, was it the German Yeah, it was the German documentary. Yeah,
3: the beginning, I guess.
0: Yeah, where they talk about where the one guy is like, "Yeah, I wasn't at this point I was an army colonel and so on the weekends I was hanging out with the guys in the band the Warlocks who became the Grateful Dead." And I'm sorry, what? How the you so you're an army colonel and on the weekends you moonlight in the band the Warlocks that became the Grateful Dead? But yet you're in the military, but you're moonlighting with a hippie LSD band on Saturday. Does that make any sense? Yeah, the whole thing
3: was like a giant dissemination program for LSD. And then again, like a wide scale, sort of like the COVID operation now with the vaccines. It's like, who knows what they're doing with these things. But it seems like they were doing a similar thing back in the 1960s where College campuses and bands and the counterculture sort of Mm -hmm. uh, hippie movement were saying, you know, hey, tune in, turn on, drop out, let's do acid. And then they record how this affects people and feed the data back into the system and see how they can use it.
0: That was Timothy Leary's quote there is tune in. Yeah. yeah, tune out drop or drop out or tune in probably got it somewhere yeah whatever turn on drop turn on, I think t- it's turn on tune in drop out drop in i don't yeah. remember whatever drop yeah whatever it was but uh did you notice that everybody that was experimenting on was pretty much a hippie but everybody that was doing the experimenting was like clean cut college football looking military looking Did you notice that about those guys like ken kesey and all those guys kind of looked like they belonged you know like leading a military squadron as opposed to dropping an asset they're all like kind of clean cut and was it just me or did you guys notice that too i i did notice that yes okay it just seemed it seemed i mean it definitely looked like you know a very strange coincidence that the that the cia and artists were doing very similar experiments with music and drugs
3: at the same Jim time Morrison. I mean, Rush Limbaugh. I mean, Jim Morrison's dad was CIA yeah. as well, and associated with uh, what was the place? Uh, the Charles Manson.
0: Oh, Laurel uh, Lookout Canyon. Mountain, Lookout, Lookout Mountain. Absolutely, yeah. Lookout Mountain, yeah. So, so in these experiments, um, the MK Ultra mind control experiments, they went. <clears throat> they had they had people in 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 uh, colleges all over the United States, big institutions, top institutions like Harvard. Right, and at Harvard, they had a program. That I guess they called it the Harvard Project. Is that what it was called, the Harvard Project, or was it the Harvard Cases? Or what, what, do you remember what the official name was? I have, I have it written down as the Harvard Experiment. Actually,
2: I think that's yeah. just what it's called. I think that's okay. just what they were calling it, is the Harvard Experiment? Okay. I, I, you know, trying to find any information about the actual experiment at Harvard is pretty difficult
0: it really is which again gives me pause to why i think a lot of that the the story that we're getting into is fabricated to to um to push a huge narrative that all of us are part of nowadays um especially us in this room but so henry murray was a professor at harvard who was i mean if he did work with the CIA, they said, if he did, everybody who talks about him when they when they talk about Henry Murray, if he did, if he did work with the CIA, he, you know, he often bragged about about how he had contacts in the CIA. But, you know, he obviously never worked for the CIA. But right. He was well, probably he was a
3: lieutenant colonel in the what was it the army and the OSS yeah. during World War Two. And then later he became one of these college professors who just happened to be doing these M.K. Ultra experiments on. They're fledgling students. And, yeah, every bit of research is like, well, he wasn't in the CIA, but the OSS did become the CIA, but he might have been associated with the CIA. And he just happened to be perpetrating this program that was directly linked to what they were doing. So, I mean, obviously, Right, the guy right. Was- I
0: mean, he might have been, but probably not. I mean, I, he did have a lot of connections, but I don't think he was really part of the CIA. Yes, he's absolutely well, CIA, MK Ultra. Um, Go ahead, DB. Ba- based on his profile Mm.
2: apparently theodore kaczynski was targeted by this guy at harvard because of uh based on his you know his essays before you know coming in and his Mm. very strong opinions about the way that society was structured and this is before he even had an aversion necessarily to the technological advancement that was taking place during the 20th century It, it apparently had a lot more to do with the way that the restructuring of the way that the country worked post World War II was, and so they thought. And also, he was coming in like two years younger than most of the other students. So it, it, apparently, that made for a very ripe target. Well Yeah, and teenagers' he,
0: brains are like younger teenagers' brains are more malleable than older teenagers' brains. I mean, they're still you know they're still mush until they're like twenty five. But
2: and suppose the, suppose the tapes of this guy—he's just being a huge prick.
0: Oh, I've heard – yeah, I've heard a lot of the interviews that, where um, – I don't think that was the, the guy. I don't think that was him. That was a
3: government experiment uh, proctor who came in. So so, so here's my – like like you guys said, it's really difficult to find really solid information on this. But And, and here's one more story that oh, – so like, oh, my God, they did that again, huh? They destroyed – all of like the majority of the tapes associated with this experiment.
0: Yeah. And, almost like, all the tapes were accidentally destroyed in, in a fire. Oops. Or, yeah. Oops. Whoa. They fell down like, the stairs. has that ever happened before? Right. <laughs> and, and of course, and uh, we'll talk about, we, we, yes, Ted, Ted, Theodore John Kaczynski was one of the students involved in, uh, Dr. Murphy, Dr. Murray's Harvard experiments. And, um, he again, he was sixteen years old when he got into Harvard and was a very young, impressionable teenager, very gifted, very smart, according to everybody. I mean again 167
3: 167
0: IQ. Right. 22. You know, 167 IQ was a math whiz, was a math you know, basically a math genius. Um got into Harvard, got into this program, had his brain broken by Dr. Murray. And So,
3: just real, real quick. Here's my basic understanding of what the program was. Mm-hmm. They got this group of kids. I believe it was 22 kids that were um, they were selected from a larger group, and so they selected them for their abilities. So, I think that they were intentionally choosing gifted uh, kids in this program. And Ted Kaczynski was
0: more gifted than most people. Uh, well, yeah, when I mean, you get time. to Harvard at 16, yeah, the Doogie Hauser, yeah, thing. Harvard at 16. And so, what well, he what did, now did hang was, on. He ticks a lot of these boxes now. No, no he's it's a great. This is a great story, right? It's a great. lesson yeah. is a great. The legend of Ted Kaczynski,
3: so right, 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 right. right. So the the story goes that they were um, put into this program where they fleshed out their philosophy mm-hmm. and their ideas about, like, for example, ideal government and law and sorts of, um, th- th- and then they would have to defend their ideas right Right. and over a period of
0: months basically sketch out their their uh their ideology their ideology what they would their ideal world scenario would be and how to go about that
3: yeah like a plato's republic type Mm -hmm. of thing like they would create their own and then they would have to defend it against against
0: students again they were told they were they were told they would debate the their theses and their points and um against other students
3: Right, and so then finally what happens is they get strapped into a chair, and I don't know what other kinds of uh, physical things were done to them, but this government guy comes in, and he's he's a professional interrogator, so like, like the kinds of people who you put if someone's committed a very serious crime, and you want to make sure that you absolutely get this guy, and you break his mind and stuff, and so then they're put into this situation where they're alone in a room with a light shining in their face, the temperature's probably either really cold or really hot, and they're told to defend their philosophy. And if you listen, to, I don't know if the tapes that we listened to were re or they were actual tapes of what was going on, but it was really intense. It sounded uh, you know, like if you were in that chair, you're 16 years old, you're isolated, you don't know what's going on, and all of a sudden the guy's just berating him for his ideas, telling him he's stupid, telling him he doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's really hard to get a sense of like how intense that must have been, unless probably you're sitting right there in the chair. But it, it sounded very ugly. And you can really see how they would, would start to work on someone and break their confidence and break their uh, ability to have any trust in what they believed and in the philosophies that they may have uh, concocted over the past few months. And it sounded really bad from
0: the interviews that I listened to. It didn't sound like, it didn't sound very good at all. Yeah. Um, it was meant, it, I mean, it was meant to make these people uh, think that everything that they thought in their life was wrong right? and, and to break their brains. And that's what it did. Um, and of course, all the records of all this stuff it was lost and how, except for, except for Ted Kaczynski's files, which are sealed, but mm. they're not lost. Isn't that weird? weird yeah i mean <laughs>
2: even if they were released it'd just be a bunch of black marker
0: yeah, right it'd be redacted the whole thing yeah yeah <laughs> a couple of commas you know um but again you know like this is you know this is the, the point in the story where you no know, when, when you hear the story of ted kaczynski you never hear about the harvard experiments at all you never do right and t- unless unless you watch that really Oh my God that melodramatic what was it called the uh,
2: in his in his in his words, own words
0: in his own words uh, the most
2: from the the reels channel uh on cable it was a four part docu series right
0: a four part docu series which was like the most melodramatic and phoniest thing I've ever seen it's right up there with i mean there's some robbie parker moments there are um there's the harley davidson cap guy from 911 moment a couple of times yeah
2: the uh, the, t- the 2017 dramatization uh series about ted k uh had the harvard
0: experiment stuff in there oh it did how much how much yeah. time do they do they spend on it
2: uh they spend enough of it because the way that they wanted to present it was that the guy investigating him Became um, sympathetic to his ideology,
0: right? And that's well—that's the whole point of a lot of this stuff. Is everybody always ends up sympathetic to his ideology, which we will get to? Um, well,
2: there, there's a there's a powerful moment in that dramatization where the guy is at a traffic light and he gets out of his car and he's just staring at a street lamp as it's just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing, and apparently, like. Apparently, at the end of the whole ordeal, the guy decided he wanted to go live out in the woods. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> wow, yeah, deep. But it was a, it was a pretty good it was a pretty good series. They put out a Ted k movie last year that was sort of sympathetic to uh to him as well. It it, it didn't like it just it sort of was like what life was like for him at his perspective. Sure, I
0: mean they're, they're softening on him now. I mean when you when you talk to people that haven't watched any of this stuff, like I I mentioned it since we were doing this prep. I mentioned it at work that I was watching. I was like, you guys, do you guys remember the Unabomber? Because somebody had a hoodie on with the sun, sunglasses. This, is, this dude looks like the looks like the Unabomber. So you guys remember the Unabomber, right? And some of the older guys were like, yeah, yeah, he was crazy, man. He sent bombs all over the place. Mail, he mailed people bombs. I was like, really? Did he? Did he really? How did uh, how did they get the picture of him in the hoodie with sunglasses? Like it was a sketch. It was a, it was because the, they uh, it was because no was it the guy at the videotape rental place saw him? No, Remember?
2: No, he he dropped a package off in an alley
0: of a computer store. Was it that? okay? A computer store. is a computer store employee and, saw and him. And
2: somebody and a computer store employee saw him through a window going towards his car.
0: Yes, that's how that's how they saw him. Like
2: like like the Patterson Gimlin film of, of Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> did
0: did they did they do a gate analysis and they analyzed that? that yeah, they, yeah, the,
2: and like and, and the, the the sketch artist came back with him having a mustache. Ah, you know. Yeah. So apparently apparently he's never rocked just a mustache, which is it's something nobody almost ever brings up.
0: That that yeah, he never no, it was always scruffy or nothing.
2: And, and there's no and there's no rhyme or reason as to why he uh he would have left this bomb outside at the computer store. Dude, the,
0: the locations like, of all the bombs boy, boy, all the locations of all the 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 bombs. Like the, um the amount of the, the guy, the FBI guy with the tiny eyes. I can't remember his name from the Reels documentary. the The FBI guy with the the Jerry Jones looking face. You know what I'm talking about the, the, the one FBI guy that they kept going to during the whole time. The guy that was telling the FBI side of it. I in the Reels documentary. The guy's name. No, I know, I know, but you know who I'm talking about. That guy. That that was like that's one of the worst actors I've seen. In one of these, in one of these docudramas, documentaries, whatever you want to call it, he was terrible. Yeah, he's
3: like, he's like, uh, yeah, Ted Kaczynski. He had a bad streak, and he was
0: bad. Yeah, it was. The, the, I mean, That's the like, amount of, and I know that I know that we're like the paranormies, and we see through all the bullshit, like you know, Neo fending off the guys at the end of the first Matrix. But I don't think they even tried, like. There's so, so many things don't make any sense whatsoever. Like, you know, um like the the sister in law, like you know, I'd never met him, but I knew I hated him. You know, and for some reason she decided to look through his old writings and she found anyways, that's skipping ahead, but like there's so much phoniness in the story of Ted Kaczynski. I, I wanna say that I wanna say that that possibly the whole fucking thing is fake. Possibly.
2: Yeah, let's let-
0: But we'll get to that. <coughs> we'll get to that. I might just edit that part out. I might not. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see. Because I know, I know this is a subject to a, a lot of people that like it's created, dude. It's created an entire ideologies, right? I mean, um, industrial society in its future. How many how many copies of that have been sold? You know, how many how many groups have been formed because they you know got into Ted K's ideology.
2: Well, I definitely know the guy that did that audio book we tried to listen to. Stunk. Oh, it was
0: terrible. Yeah, that was really bad. It
1: was
2: terrible. Man. It was yeah. almost e- if like okay. edit edit out your stuttering, edit out yeah. your your yeah. repronouncing words. You know, it's it's not hard.
0: It sounded like a. It's, ta- like,
2: it's a little time consuming, yeah, but like just just do it.
0: It sounded like a nerdy half Ukrainian Jew was reading it. Yeah, he had that really nasally voice. Yeah. Like- you yeah. nope, shouldn't be doing audiobooks. No,
3: no, just read the book, dude. Which, you know, and like BBC, yeah, like when you stumble over a word, like really obviously, you should probably edit that out if you're doing an actual audiobook.
0: Listen, I say um and like and I stutter occasionally and I will edit that out. You will never hear that in a reading that I do because there's edit features. Like that's what editing is for. But reading audiobooks takes so much more time, like actually reading and reading them to record them takes so much more time than actually just reading because you, you have to speaking is a lot harder than reading when you're reading, re- reading aloud at least. So yeah, that was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. I didn't, I mean, like it was almost as terrible. Do you guys think that's Ted's real voice in those interviews? Do you really think that's him? Cause I don't,
3: I don't think it, that, he, I, I don't think that I was surprised at how high his voice sounded in those tapes. That yeah. was really and also the, the quality was horrible. Like I really have trouble understanding how they couldn't use some sort of editing feature to
0: get rid of some of the tin and the echo. I think that, that I was done again. I think that's done purposefully. Unreal to real. I think it's done purposefully to create drama for this, you know, this, I don't know where did these tape have, has anybody ever had access to the tapes to listen to them before or was this the first time they were released? Was that like no? It's
2: it's just it's the lady. The lady was the only one that's ever had an in person interview. So she has all these cassettes. And for the for the series, what they did was they they concocted a a timeline. Right. They concocted an entire timeline, and they cherry picked a bunch of statements out of there to go back to back
0: with different por- portions of the, this timeline. Oh, there were definitely cherry pick statements like that. You can tell there was a couple of times where I'm like, he definitely would have said that earlier in a conversation. This doesn't go with this part of the, you know what I mean? Like you, right. you can tell that these were cut up and put there. Um, that whole, that whole documentary seems extremely scripted, but um, we'll, we'll get into more of that. Uh, do you guys want, you want to take a break real quick? Yes. Okay. Yeah, what sure. you picked, it's a terrorism song.
2: Well, no, it's a it's a band. They're called Terror Against Terror, and oh. the song is called Stalker, and it's the MK Ultra remix. So, oh,
0: there you go, Terror Against timely. Terror. This is There's a lot,
2: a lot it's of really so good like zombie movie samples in this one.
0: Oh, I like zombie movies a lot. All right, well, we're gonna listen to this, and we'll be back.
1: the fifth or perhaps even quarter of the right back part of the head in this area here have been blasted out on the probably most of the brain tissue.
2: walked up to the head of the patient and looked inside at the wound with its head.
0: Everybody, we're back. This is still the paranormies. I'm Johnny with Dogbot Skull and Grognack talking about Uncle Ted, Ted Kaczynski, uh, the MK Ultra mind control programming subject. Ted Kaczynski,
2: well, the whole Unabomber thing was in an example of perfect micro dosing of crisis over an extended period of time. Yes. It had, uh, like what people may not may or may not remember about that time period is the phenomenon of opening your mailbox and having your mail explode and possibly kill you um, is incredibly frightening. Oh. And it freaked out. It freaked out a lot of people and that there was no apparent rhyme or reason to the targets themselves no and it, it, the, the entire thing was spaced out over this this uh, a period from the seventy the late 70s to
0: 19 all the way yeah all the way to the 90s yeah, well that's the thing the early 90s well that's the thing is it started okay so very first the very first ones there were these are not in the right order but uh, may 9th 1979 and may 25th Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. May 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 25th was 1978, and May 9th was 1979. Those were both at Northwestern University, which right. is it, which is in Chicago, outside of Chicago, right? Which is in, which is in Chicago. I'm sorry. So the first thing that the FBI thought was, well, maybe it had to be somebody from around the Chicago area.
2: You mean like the Weather Underground or people that were actually known for
0: blowing people up? Right and making homemade bombs. Right, right, right. Exactly, just like that, just like those people.
2: Another were. another federal, another Fed op. The the, the entire Weather Underground uh, SDS thing was an entire federal operation.
0: It was a federal He's operation, like, and now every single me. one of them, every single one of them, holds a position at like Columbia University. You know, oh, they,
2: they went you know. underground. No, they they hid them away for a little while and then gave them university positions to where they can spout all kinds of crazy S for the rest of their lives. That's right. And, and get tenure and paid for it. Like, they did absolutely no... They they did absolutely no penance or time to society for, for the, the crap that they caused.
0: Well, that's the whole point of what I was saying is, like, everybody in the Weather Underground um, from, what was it, Larry... Not ellison larry ellison was oracle who was uh eller who's the the guy the obama's buddy was part of the weather underground? the ground larry uh, eller?
2: bill uh uh
0: shoot uh bill bill elder no uh, why am i i know i'm f- brain farting too i can't think of it uh. But anyways, yeah, they were all they were they all ended up with positions in in, uh, in Ivy League schools. Yeah, and that's what happens when you when you blow up things. But anyway, so back to back to uh, Northwestern, and then you had you had these these were both at a university. Um, then in November, so May, June, July, August, September, October. No, six months later, six months later, randomly, there is um, an explosion occurring mid flight. there was some, there was uh, a package exploded in the mail section and uh, 12 passengers had some non-lethal smoke inhalation. So obviously somehow this was tied to the bombs at Northwestern somehow. Um, But then, then in June of 1980, the guy who was the president of United airlines received a bomb at his house in his, mailbox i guess and it blew up in his hand and he had some cuts so somehow that was tied to the um american airlines flight he was the president of united so is tied to the american airlines flight which was also tied to northwestern university you guys see you guys see that this you see the connections here you guys see how connected these are?
3: I, I also are. see that this guy who is a 167 IQ mathematical genius who had nothing but time to do bomb plans and absolute isolation somehow was completely incompetent. And in, I don't remember how many bombings, but it was like, what, 17 bombings or something like that. He only managed to kill three people. Yes, and most so of the bombs just sort of went off and were completely shoddily made. And the, the whole thing just sort of sounds like, uh, cool. yeah, kind of sounds yeah. like, Either somebody else was putting these bombs together or they just took any incident and all
0: applied it to the same dude. Right, right. Well, well, we forgot. We forgot that. um, What year was it that because Ted went from Harvard, he graduated from Harvard, and then he went to the University of Michigan and got his. Bill
2: Ayers bill ayers oh my God. thank you bill That's ayers true. like uh, ah! drive me nuts
0: thank you thank you i, I uh, how can geez. i
2: not remember that idiot's name him and
0: bill. bernadine dorn and yes. mark brudd yep. all of them yeah. were complete federal operations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes okay so <laughs> i couldn't remember bill ayers either i don't know why i don't know where i was getting larry ellison from but okay so we went from harvard and from there he went to university of michigan and um Got his PhD and received a um, a tenure at UC Berkeley, where he was a, a junior professor. Was he uh, a? I don't know. He was he was he was a young professor there. And when did he he resigned from Berkeley? Uh, He's acting assistant professor in '67 and University of California, where he taught mathematics. He was appointed, okay, in 68, he was appointed assistant professor. He was on track to become tenured. Um, his teaching evaluation suggests he was not well-liked. He seemed uncomfortable teaching, taught straight from the textbook, and refused to answer questions. This seems often, that seems really weird compared to, like, listening to the tapes, supposedly, right? I mean, and, and the writings. Um, and the fact that he, he supposedly writes back to people. You know that he wouldn't answer questions. Anyway, so he seemed almost pathologically shy, is what they were saying about him. And, and that's, I mean, I guess that's what you would expect from a guy who wanted to be a hermit, right? Who lived out um, in 1971. He moved into a cabin they built. He built outside uh, Lincoln, Montana, with uh, no electricity, no running water um with you know apparently he still needed significant financial support from the family i don't know how much of that is true uh watching the reels documentary um the brother and the sister-in-law i've i've never hated somebody in a documentary more than that whole group of people
2: the sister-in-law was perhaps the most unlikable, but there was not a single person that would show up on camera that did not have an air of unlikability about them. Yeah, in all that of them. Documentary.
0: Yep, every the, single one. The, of them.
2: The federal agent that they went to the most, like I, it, it was just like, all right, what's this guy gonna lie about next? Dude,
0: everything you he know? said when he was when he was talking about. um You know, he's like, well, if we had to guess somebody that lives around Chicago, like he was, he was telling you if we had to guess, if we guessed when we guessed, we guessed and got it right. We guessed we were guessing.
2: Right. But he wasn't living in Chicago when that stuff was happening.
0: No, no. There was no Northwestern. Yeah. He was a guy who was from the Chicago area. So Kaczynski grew up in the Chicago area. He went to school in Massachusetts and in Michigan. Um
2: yeah, and supposedly he wanted to blow up planes because planes flew over uh, where he was living in the woods, and that made him mad.
4: Right, like, right. Okay,
2: he's a, he's, he's, a, he's a criminal genius, right? Mm-hmm. But the stupidest little things make him mad. Uh, he, he supposedly put sand in his neighbor's logging uh, equipment, but also he was known to go over and get paid to do logging with the guy and was better at math than the guy that owned the logging
0: equipment. Right. He could do all the math in his head. Um, Right. Oh, that family. Oh my God. Butch's wife and daughter. Right. So is Butch dead? Is Butch dead? Is that?
2: Butch butch, butch was either dead or he was like, I'm not getting on camera. Okay. There's the
0: thing, because I think Butch is dead or Butch is a non-character in this whole thing. There's, I think people that did not exist, Butch, uh, Ted's mom, um, like none of those, no, every story from that point of view is a, is an anecdotal, just so story, right? I mean, well, with the daughter, my dad would do this. My dad did that. My dad did that. My father, Butch, she would say, how many times she said my dad, Butch, when I was watching, right. I, if, it, if they were playing a drinking game.
2: Well, he he described Butch as the real bastard and an incompetent, uh, an incompetent uh, logger. Or whatever.
0: See, these you know, don't well, sound like these don't sound like words of a mathematical genius who, like, you know what I mean? Like the letters. Um, when when uh, the FBI guy, when uh, who reminds me of like he he looks like uh, like your movie rendition of an NFL team owner, almost like that sort of slimy slick. Anyway, um, where's the time? there it is so none of these none of those are tied together so now you have the um the president american or, uh, president of united that's june 1980 so then you wait a year and a few months like october 1981 university of utah there is a strange package noticed strange package noticed and they open it up and oh my lord it was a bomb Luckily, it was diffused. And where, where was it? University of Utah. Right, but,
2: but like where at the university?
0: Um, I don't remember. It doesn't say in this thing. Uh...
2: So this, this isn't when the supposed geneticist was being targeted, the one that was doing the research for Down syndrome.
0: No. That was... um
2: that one was very interesting that they they paired that up with audio of him talking about how uh some of the 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 prime targets should be where genetic engineering is being worked on and uh artificial intelligence is being worked on
0: right right that's what yeah um It's strange. It's strange that those. Well, you got to remember those. Those are his replies or responses to questions asked by the girls. So I mean, those went right into the documentary. Isn't that strange?
2: Right. Another very unlikable character was the supposed serial killer expert that was that was equating all of his. Uh, All of his stuff is a progression that is well-known amongst other serial killers.
0: Right, and this progression, which I don't see a progression. None of this is a progression. So now we have University of Utah in 1981, and we have May 1980. Now we skip ahead to May 1982 at Vanderbilt University. I believe Vanderbilt University was where the guy was working on Down syndrome, and uh, the secretary got the bomb. He was on vacation.
2: I mean, if you think about it, like the, the ones that supposedly blew up and the cargo hold of planes, mm-hmm. that would have been a lot more than a gradual. Uh, that would have been like a massive escalation had that done what a it bomb said was, was intended was supposed to do. Like, like you're supposed to. I mean, you're basically crashing a plane, right?
0: With no survivors. You know,
2: that full of, yeah, full of people. That's a lot more than blowing off some dude's hand. Right, you know, like I, it just uh, the entire the the entire supposed like gradual um escalation, gra- gradual expertise at at building these things, mm. and then leaving calling cards with the little uh, the little printed in FC. It just it, it all seems very far fetched.
0: Well, all of it seems extremely far fetched. The FC part, I w- that the FC part was really. Far fetched, in my opinion. I mean all it the um the supposedly evolution in bomb making, you know, techniques. When when you hear the guy talking about how he used calcium chloride and match heads that he painstakingly scratched off of matches, it sounded like I mean, it totally sounded made up. It reminded me of something from another made-up documentary about Shakespeare.
2: Well, right. we, we have four we have four pieces of evidence that just so happened to be uh, pieces of shrapnel that uh, the 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 cuts around the shrapnel just perfectly encapsulate both the F and the C. Uh, no, yeah, the no, F C no, thing. No, 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 like no, no, like partial ones that they put together to get to get to an F C, but like perfectly. Perfectly cut out little uh, shapes that just say that have the FC in it, little indentions. Right.
3: Well, he was From the so type... competent that he he fashioned the bomb in that way that they would explode just like that.
0: Right. It was so he was so good at it. He was so autistic that he he fashioned the bomb as such so that it would explode. This totally random generation of fire and pressure would uh would cause the F and the C to still be legible. Much much like the passport that floated down on nine eleven. He's filthy.
2: <laughs> he's filthy and disgusting, one hundred percent of the time. But there's absolutely zero fingerprints, and not a single beard hair or, or scrap gray of, hair of his. Yeah, yes yeah, skin. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Skin
0: particles. Nothing. 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 Dandruff. Not the, not no dandruff. Not
2: batteries. You know, not on the batteries. Not in anything.
0: Nope. Nope. Um,
2: Apparently, okay. apparently, his one mistake was that he used a piece of paper in which he wrote Wait, 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 that Shh.
0: Was- We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Settle down. There's a the timeline. Okay. So skip ahead. Now we go to May. Okay. So that was May 82. Now July 82. Ooh, now we're, we're stepping up the timeline. These are happening a lot quicker, a lot more closely together. Uh, University of California. This guy's name sounds really legitimate. Diogenes. Angelicos, Diogenes, <laughs> Diogenes Angelikos. Diogenes <laughs> Angelikos. Is he an engineering professor? The guy he looks like your like your typical Greek, is like souvlaki. I was about defender. to say, what do you have against
2: the
3: Greeks,
0: man? There nothing, but the guy's name is not Diogenes. Really? I mean, come on. But it's the ancient uh, aliens uh, guy, right? R- no, that's Giorgio Tsoukalos, but like their cousins because, of course. Um yeah right oh well, he you know they're, bo- he had, they're
2: both they're both really turkish
0: right so he had severe burns and shrapnel wounds to hand and face um none of these bombs are getting you know none of these bombs are getting any more technically advanced they're not actually doing anything um apparently there was a letter sent in between i want to say in between the vanderbilt and the you the uc berkeley the first one there was a letter sent and in the letter uh they were like oh we got a letter and the letter was bullshit. Like, I, I don't even know if they... Where's the letters? Do they even have the letters in this? They don't have the letters. But the letter was just absolute bullshit. And the FBI agent in the, in the, uh, the documentary is like, oh, we finally have a clue, a real hard clue. And it's like, is, the pa- is there something significant about the paper? Is the, what kind of typewriter was it? Was it, you know, does it have, like, the backwards C? or Like, you know, there's always this something in the movie where the typewriter's something distinct about they're they're totally playing into every procedural crime drama right now right literally every every boomer is on the edge of their seats going what kind of typewriter was it it was a corona of course it was a corona you know they figured out this um and then in the second the uh no the second letter they claimed responsibility for the bombs it was they and that was after I want to say that was in '90 something. was that one? Um, yes, this was after the Charles Epstein, the geneticist guy. That was skip ahead, skip ahead. But like, yeah, you were talking about random bombs. So they went. Um, the last one at University of Berkeley was June '82. The next bombing wasn't until May 1985. Apparently, he was, uh, you know, working on improving his bombs. But over the three years that he worked on improving his bombs. The graduate student that ended up opening the bomb, which the guy looked like a Navy seal, by the way, like the guy, that was the guy that uh, told him to his face. I let I carried this weight for 30 years. Now you can carry it. He told him to his face. Oh, Um, oh boy. Yeah. He lost. He only lost four fingers. Like, what kind of bombs
2: are these? He dropped his pencil whenever whenever he said that. Yeah. He dropped his pencil and looked me dead in the face. Yeah, because Ted had no idea and, why
0: you were mad at him. Because he didn't and that's do anything.
2: When I, that's when I transferred my psychic trauma from, from me onto him. And he had to carry it now. Okay, bro.
0: What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Ted, like, the whole thing. Yeah, man. Okay, so this random string of bombs over the course of, like, some odd, 20 some odd years that... Was on like just a real, just real
3: quick. Why why is everything that we know about made exactly like a made for TV movie?
0: I mean, because it is. It was made you know. for t- every, everything about this story was made for TV movie. I want to say that every picture of Ted Kaczynski is a uh, this person does not exist dot com picture almost.
2: I I don't know, man. One of the least like one of the characters that they had commentating was the boomer with the mustache you mm-hmm. know like, like which one like, Wait a I don't minute. know which
0: one there were three were there yeah I thought it was just was there all the, one boot like was there the, hold Hoover on was there the a, colonel a, like, there was the army colonel guy then there was the guy who was like man I still recommend it to everybody like they're like you better read this man it'll kick your ass bro no
2: the- this this guy was this guy was talking like he was like a serious investigator and he was, he was oh that, about, that guy
0: there was that guy okay that's it, the third guy yes it,
2: He he was like, you know, because he couldn't talk to girls. I think that's why he wanted to blow stuff up. Uh,
0: Okay. Oh my goodness! The amount of the amount of what do they call that? That's not begging the question. That's like when they assume the answer. Like when they assume stuff like that, they're just making wild assumptions the whole time. Um, It is begging the question. It's also just called making shit up. It is making shit up, but like the, the whole thing seems extremely made up but i can see why the boomers that this was marketed to would would buy it yeah that was another thing that they talked
3: about was that how how um he was very he would get very angry when he would be rejected by women so they're like already pushing the incel line Mm -hmm. and they would say that every time he'd be rejected he would like be so furious, and he would write write letters to them and and uh, try to hurt their feelings. And, yeah.
2: Well, well he le- he left he left dirty limericks all over the worksite that when he worked for his brother.
0: Oof. Yeah, I like don't forget that, the and dirty his, limericks. His brother's yeah.
2: like, I had to fire him, you know, because he would he wouldn't stop putting up dirty limericks.
0: I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. Also, every time like when they would talk about one of the bombs, they would cut to the neighbor's wife and daughter. And the other neighbor, the other, the one neighbor, the one neighbor was the guy that doesn't look at the camera. He just, the whole time, he looks off to the left when he's talking. Yeah,
2: he had like one tooth.
0: Yeah. That guy has yeah, a very, very reliable source there. And then you have the wife and daughter of the butch guy who are telling the story. And every time, like the daughter, her story sounds like such bullshit. Like, it's um,
2: incredible. She was five. She was, <laughs> yeah. she was literally five years old. She remembers you know, all this. She's stuff. like, she's like I, I ran into him in the woods. Yeah, I bet he, I bet, I bet it freaked him out too. You know, like,
0: yeah. right. He ran yeah. in, she ran into him in the woods and he was like menacing and whatever. Well, okay. So she ran it like, like Kevin from Home Alone with, with the mean old guy from next door. Right. I'm sure that a five year old runs into the grumpy looking old guy from next door, unless he said hi, little girl, you know, which she, which he, if in fact that if in fact that interaction happened, I don't believe any of that story, dude. Like none of it. What?
2: It what make- about the Zodiac killer? Uh, like encrypted diary.
0: Oh my god, the, the 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 encryption and the diary. And my one of my favorite parts was when they go past his bookshelf, and it, it the screen gets dark, and it's like he had a whole wall of prepper books of books on how to pre- uh, books on right. how to prepare. I was like, "Holy shit, I have six of those books." Like <laughs> he's he's got a book on what herbs not to eat when are yeah. in the forest. Exactly.
3: What the fuck else would you expect somebody to read about when he's living in the fucking forest? I mean,
2: dude, he, he, he literally knows. could just go to the grocery store.
0: Right? <laughs> that's and that's literally how they tell the story. They tell the story that way. They make it so dark and dramatic and and um they the fear porn and all the dark music and the menacing lighting on stuff, and it just doesn't make any sense it's all i mean and of course, and of course, and of course, the narrative, right, so they get another letter from him, and well, don't forget that that Ted was leaving all these clues right the f c and, and a note he left a note in one of the bombs that didn't detonate uh it said woo. It works. I told you it would. RV, okay. And the uh, the Eugene O'Neill one dollar stamps. He always used the one dollar stamps. That was like had to be some sort of clue. Um, so yeah, the the FBI theorized that Kaczynski's crimes involved the theme of nature, trees, and wood. He often included bits of a tree branch and bark in his bombs. And oh, some good. of his targets included Percy Wood and Professor Leroy Wood. Get it? Wood, Wood. Mm-hmm-hmm. The crime writer Robert Graysmith noted his obsession with Wood was a large factor of the bombings. His obsession with Wood. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh! And my know, favorite I, guy I from I the know. documentary was uh. The, my favorite guy is what's his face from the um. Uh, from the um. Kevin Fagan, Kevin Fagan from the freaking San Francisco Chronicle. I hate that guy.
2: Oh, my God. He was he was really bad. I hate that guy. Like, oh, my God, I had to go to Montana and they didn't have GPS back then. So I had to, like, get a map and follow all these squiggly lines. Not not, not just that. Not just that. But the way baby. Uh,
0: not just that but difference. the way he was telling the story about like you know he's like adding he's he's a journalist and his job is to add spice and drama to stories i mean the bay area to
2: to montana is what like an eight hour drive like how hard could it be i don't know yeah something like that
0: but that's not even like you're you're nitpicking that's like there's so many other things to bitch about you pick that's the one thing you picked Okay. No,
2: I hate the brother. Uh, like okay, I yeah. say, every time, every time the brother came up on the uh, on. Oh,
0: on you hate the, the brother? Although like, no, we're still uh, on, no, oh we're still God. on Kevin Fagan. Hold on, we're still on Kevin Fagan. We haven't got to the family. Right. Yeah, we're still, the guy from the Chronicle, um, he's terrible. The uh, John Zerzin, I believe, is the guy you're thinking of. He's like the he was no, he was like the hippie-ish guy with the red nose and the white beard. Hippie-ish guy wasn't bad. He was, yeah, because he was like, well, you know, I read his, I read, they were like, you know, did you read the manifesto? I was like, no, I haven't. So I read it. I couldn't find a word in there that I disagreed with. I still agree with it. The warden
2: was like, you know, the the warden said something that I, I had said in the past was you can divorce the academic paper from the deeds of the person, right? Like the academic paper exists as its own thing. And that's and like people thought that the warden was crazy because he's like, listen, I, when you read his stuff, I kind of get it, mm-hmm. you know. But like he did all this awful shit, so.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the warden was. I, he's like, yeah, but he's, but his paper was so great. People were like they read his paper. That was the thing. Okay. So um, in nineteen ninety four, it was. I think so. That they wanted that I, he w-
2: I was I was still in high school.
0: Okay. Um in nineteen ninety-four he sent a letter stating that he would stop the terrorism if they printed his manifesto. Okay. Um he would desist from terrorism if the demand was met. A lot of controversy right people were like this is where kevin fagan comes in this is where i want to smack him he's like oh what do we do do we like piss off the guy and not pr- not publish his not publish his thing and he does another bomb and people die okay as of now literally like three people have died totally total right and all these bombs all these bombs three people death oh no yes death and um Oh, yeah. The ones that died was uh, the one was a computer store owner. One was the advertising executive from Burst and Marsteller. I don't know what that is. And that was in New Jersey. Oh, that was the uh, the advertising guy. Because this is where, okay, that's where Kevin Fagan comes in with. And uh, the other guy was a timber industry lobbyist. And that's how. And that's where they tie in the eco-terrorism, the invention of the eco-terrorist, the dark hero of the left, right? He's committing terror, but he's doing it for the environment. And it's because he read Ted's manifesto.
2: Well, that I mean, that's, the, that's one of the interesting things, because the very beginning of the manifesto is like, here's everything that's wrong with modern leftism. Mm-hmm. You're a bunch of crying victims.
0: Well, wait, yeah, wait, wait, let's, let's, let's hold on. Hold on. So these two, so these two people that just, that just died now, because now the, now the bombings are December 94 and April 95. Skip ahead. Now remember we were talking in the eighties when this shit happened before, right? There was a gap between 87 and 93 for some reason, because yeah, that's, you know, there's nobody. And the last, well, there was a bombing in Connecticut. That was David Glentner. That was a computer science guy. But uh, the, th- no, that was the next one was in New Jersey. So, yeah, the last two would have been considered um, eco terrorism based on who they were. The one what, guy, what? one guy was the timber industry lobbyist, and the other guy yeah. was an advertiser when he did advertising for like oil pipelines. Exxon. Or Exxon. He was it, the Exxon guy. Okay. He was and the they Exxon marketing guy. They were, they guy. were
2: trying right. to. S- yeah, they were trying to say that the Earth First newsletter, right, right, was right. where he had gotten
0: addresses from. Right, he got they used which, they use their kill list. Yeah,
2: which makes absolutely no which makes absolutely no sense. So the Earth First, the list in Earth First is basically just the home the headquarters of all these major corporations. Like, yeah, it's, it's not a home addresses of anything.
0: It wasn't. It, it was right. just like Exxon. Yeah, Shell. Um, yeah that kind of stuff. So anyway, and
2: apparently apparently this tiny library this tiny library in the town that he lived in had uh like the 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 poor the poor librarian was uh basically an unwitting accomplice because she was giving him uh information for his bombing.
0: Right, cuz she she got the copy of the Earth First newsletter for him.
2: That's Well,
0: that's and, and other <laughs>
3: and,
2: and other stuff.
0: It's, right, it's, and flying-
3: Implying that they not only have the names and addresses and locate all the different locations and credentials of these people that he wanted to bomb, but also the current names and current addresses at this tiny little library that would have been what you know, out in the woods, not, not dude. The wood, picture anyway. of the
0: library. The picture of the library. It looked like they had another version of his cabin, and they just painted the word "library" on the side of it.
3: Right. Like, how often are they going to be getting updated information back then before the internet?
0: Oh, that in wasn't for- speaking of the yeah. internet. That was are another thing. People- we'll get into that in just a second, but that goes with the brother. Um. Yeah. So now Kevin Fagan says, "Do we print?" this guy's manifesto. Do we do that? And not, you know, and, and, and for the greater good, you know, they, they made it out that it was for the greater good that they had to publish this manifesto. So never negotiate with terrorists. Right. Right. So the manifesto is printed. Um, we had mailed some media outlets, you know, and of course one of them was the San Francisco Chronicle because of course that's where, um, where, uh, so the FBI is like, we know we should totally publish it out of a concern for public safety and in the hope that a reader could identify who wrote it. Wow. <laughs> wow. So anyways. Um, well, the, t- the tips, the tips started flooding in after that. Oh, gazillions of tips. They said gazillions. He's used that word gazillions. So yeah, um, that's
2: a very professional, very, very professional metric to use there. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's
2: more than a bazillion.
0: A hundred percent, yeah. Thanks, A hundred percent. Um, so it gets printed, and now then it gets printed, and when it gets printed, the sister-in-law was like, "You know, I've been reading Ted's. I've been reading Ted's letters to you. Oh, that was the thing about the sister-in-law. Like the sister-in-law." Uh, never met Ted before. Had never met him in her whole life. She had never met Ted. She even made made the brother. I've never met him, right? Nope, never met him. Um, but I always knew I hated him. She says, and then she read uh, the. I guess the letter from Ted. The non the non falsifiable letters. All these things that like there's everything in this entire Ted Kaczynski story is non falsifiable. Right? It's stories about stuff that the dead mother said or it's a letter it's like you know when i would go when david's uh david the brother would go to his mother's house and you know their mom ted and david's mom would pull out letters from ted and they would read them and it's like well i can see where he's turning dark here and those letters are gone you know you're never gonna see those are all non-false bible stories this whole the
2: the entire timeline of his his air quotes psychopathy Mm -hmm. psychopathy is just so laughable i mean like like he, he was at the hospital when he was a kid and we couldn't go visit him and when he came back he was distant and then it showed like three photographs of him as a little kid and like it, and they, they put spooky music under it so it's like right. it's like and, and like oh yeah that's supposed to show that he's like a distant not happy kid it's like yeah they're terrible photographs whatever Um, but then you know she said to him don't ever abandon your brother <laughs> you know like don't ever abandon him and that's what i did
0: oh the whole thing dude the whole thing was terrible and then okay so the manifesto comes out and the sister-in-law says to the brother have you read the manifesto he's like why would i read the manifesto i don't think it's my brother because the the sister-in-law asks you know what are the chances you think it might be your brother because i think it might be out of nowhere out of nowhere the sister-in-law says now, you got to remember, out of millions of people in the United States, the David Kaczynski and his wife were sitting at home, and out of the 300 million people in the United States, she decides, she's like, you know what? I think your brother is the Unabomber. I don't know her, right? How do you, how do you just decide that, you know, what, none of the bombings had anything pertaining to them. They wouldn't have had any, you know what I mean? If they saw them on he the news, if if By, if by they, her own
3: admission. Go ahead. Sorry, by her own admission, she'd never met him, she said.
0: Right. She never met him, but she hated him. And, and again, like if they were, you know, just regular people minding their business, he hadn't talked to his brother since he moved to the woods. You know, what I mean, or was getting all he was doing was getting letters, an angry letter because he was marrying, you know, this woman that he'd never met. Um, what would give them the reason? Like, you know, if on the news in the 80s. Oh, wow. There was a bomb in D.C. Oh, wow. There was a bomb in Michigan. Oh, wow. you know what I mean? If you're sitting home, like, you'd be like, well, you know what? Honey, do you think that's your brother doing those bombs all over? Like, what would give you the inkling to even think that at that point, right? These are random bombings around the United States. She just gets the wild hair up her ass that it's, that it's the brother. Doesn't make any sense to me. So the brother reads, the brother reads the manifesto. And the sister-in-law is like, oh, I'm watching. And his jaw dropped
2: she's hovering over his freaking shoulder right like (laughs) she's
0: to the whole thing i mean they just assume the premise i think that's what it is assume the premise is what i was trying to say earlier but um the things bro like the the one part where the fbi guy um when he talked about i think it was the exxon executive the exxon uh ad executive guy that died the fbi guy like got semi choked up did you did you notice that
2: uh, I mean, as, as far as. Yeah, but he, like, he tried to show like...
0: emotion there for a second, but only for the ad executive. I thought that was really weird.
2: Uh,
0: you know, I, I'm just going to have to
2: say I'm terribly sorry that it took me watching a terrible documentary on BitChute about this guy for me to begin to question whether all of this stuff was authentic and heterosexual yeah like like it, i it, i really should have at least it really should have at least jogged my bullshit meter a lot sooner it, it didn't but what, it, it well what part know, of I'm it just, what part I, of it
0: do you think like i mean because you've read you've read industrial society in its future that's like you're, you're you're pine tree gang bro right like were you not were you not graph were you not part of the graph chat like the graph wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for uncle ted
2: well yeah right there was like a there would yeah, be there no doom spaghetti thing yeah the the doom spaghetti thing becoming a meme was definitely pushed uh in part by being uh very much ins- like inspired maybe the wrong word but like reading reading his writings and going wow uh that's very prescient uh the stuff that he's warning about uh, 25 years ago is literally happening today
0: now here's my here's my my theory Um, the book was put out there on purpose because it was basically the 1980 the, the latest installment of 1984
2: well uh, in addition to uh, industrial society and its future mm-hmm. there are other essays in the book technological slavery that he wrote that are are really well done one of them being the systems neatest trick and that's that stuff is uh, he's very good at dissecting things that have happened in society through his own observations and the fact that it's very odd that they allowed him to keep writing this stuff from his maximum security prison cell
0: yeah another another thing that again you know he's in super jail my uh,
3: personal opinion on this is, like, there's no way to possibly actually know what happened, obviously, but mm-hmm. I do think that they in situations like this, like, we see this happen a lot where the... Okay, so let's say this is a fed-up, right? And the let's say they're trying to set up somebody to do a crime, just like they do on the Internet now. It's like, hey, go into another chat room. This is before chat rooms, but, like, now the way they do it, go into a chat room and be like oh, would you like to, make, to commit a crime? I'm looking for bomb-making recipes. Hey, let's talk together, blah, blah, blah. And then they have some guy say, yes, I also would like bomb-making recipes, just being edgy. And then um, they can go arrest that guy and say he was planning on making a bomb. And so then the guy did write down that he was like looking for bomb-making recipes, and now he's got a manifesto, and now he's got a uh, reason because he expressed anger at the system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you've got your ready-made criminal and your ready-made scapegoat that you have and you could say that there's this rash of uh, terrorists across the nation that are causing all these uh, bombings or problems or whatever I, I personally think that it could be that uh ted kaczynski was writing all the things they wrote and they saw this and recognized it and uh, i don't know i mean i mean how much of what he wrote would people have seen i guess that's another question that you have to bring up that i didn't think about till i started saying this but okay we'll just set that aside for a second and say they saw that what this guy wrote could be construed as someone who was a revolutionary and if you look at what he wrote he did say you know oh yeah people acting with violence against the system that's already violent against them are perfectly justified in their actions and then setting off a bunch of shitty little bombs and going up oh, there's the guy we found him he's the one who did it look here's all the clues and then that guy gets taken to prison and he can't really do mount much of a defense beyond that once he's in maximum security prison and they can kind of use him in whatever way that they want to after that
0: sure but <clears throat> don't forget that um the <coughs> excuse me the lawyers um he did not want to plead insanity. He did not want to plead insanity because if, in fact, right. that was the whole thing, if he, in fact, you know, if if he was found insane, then, you know, criminally insane and not able to stand trial, then that would take all credence uh, and credibility away from his writings. Right. And so, you know, his lawyers went with the insanity plea, behind his back supposedly and he had no quote no choice because quote we can't give you any more time for lawyers because quote that would take too long
3: mm. yeah. yeah that mm. takes
0: up like everything about it like the whole everything about the story doesn't make any any sense when it you know you throw it against the real, my, your reality meter um, you know my bullshit detector is like screaming all the way around uh, from from the story about like what they moved, they ended up moving the cabin to the other I side. We going to get state. into that now. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> dude, there's like what else? I mean, like, like so every stupid. every everything about the story seems fake and gay. And I'm sorry to the people that are like, you know, that are like. Um,
2: so why did they move the cabin again? Yeah, because they needed t- to like find stuff in there.
3: No, no, there was nothing in the cabin. That's, That's the thing. Okay, so they. You guys who are listening, did you know this? They literally transported his cabin from Montana to, what is it, San Diego, where they held the trial? Yeah. Um, it was California anyway. Yeah, so they transported California. over a thousand miles by truck. They picked up the cabin that he lived in, and they put it on a truck, the whole thing, intact, and they transported it across the country so that the jury could look at it and go, oh, this is where he's totally, definitely making bombs. But here's the even crazier part of the story. According to the narrative, he wasn't even making bombs in that cabin. He had no. another cabin.
0: He had a, a secret. Cabin. He had a yes. He had a more secretive, hidden cabin on his property. That, if you remember, listen him talking about uh, his his property. He said that it, you know he where his cabin was remote, but it wasn't that remote. So apparently he was, you know, he was being sneaky there. He actually had a more hidden cabin further up in the woods. So they took where he actually made the bombs. The one that they took to San Diego was the one that he just lived in, supposedly.
3: And if you look at the video footage of the second cabin, it's just like some logs stacked on top of each other. It's yeah, like, it's not. It's some, some- some canvas tarp over some log.
0: It looks like I mean, like, it's not a cabin. There are guys
3: who are doing YouTube videos where they build like a like a little cabin in the woods out of stuff that's in, available in the forest, and they do it in one day. That look better than this cabin. Oh yeah, yeah. That he's that making On,
0: like the primitive architecture or the primitive uh, engineering stuff. Those are great channels. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool ASMR. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I like as it was such. Do the, like the lunar, it's like the lunar lander fake,
1: you know.
3: Yes, it's so stupid looking. Like you're like, okay, why? why? <laughs> it's easy. He had to get more secret because people were just like barging into his house or something like no, that. Nobody, nobody was
0: thing. barging yeah. into. It. That was the whole thing. Nobody's barging into. it. Yeah. So, like, everything about this story seems made up. Like from, you know, the whole like the brother telling the story doesn't sound like somebody who's really related to somebody that did that kind of stuff. He sounds like an actor playing a character.
2: I was a little shocked when the uh, wife said, Oh, we never met.
0: Right. There was that. And then, and then he hated
2: me. He hated me, but we never met.
0: Right. We never met, but he hated me. And I, I never met him, but I knew that I didn't like him. And then there was, when she said that she wanted to have the handwriting analyzed, she knew exactly who to call. Her friend that she knew from to- being a... To- they were toddlers. Oh, yeah. Like, when? Yeah. When my ha-
2: my, my handwriting analysis friend. Yeah. yeah. You know, for, all of us my, have of those. My lifelong handwriting
0: analysis who, friend. Who, if you watch the interview, and she said, I read all of these things and all these random... There, I didn't find any commonalities in all of this random writing, but she did. And the more I looked at it... The more I looked at it, the more it, the harder I looked, the harder I looked. I, it was like I guess I could see it. Like she literally, basically said, "I guess." Like, yeah, the, but
2: they found they found the thesis or something that he, an essay he had written in mm-hmm. college, and apparently it used like six of the same words. So we got him, right? We got him, guys. Go right. get him. Your standard. Go him we got right him. Now. Let's get
0: the warrant. We got him. And they, didn't, yeah, they didn't just get the warrant. They flew an entire plane load up to get one dude.
2: Dude, I cracked up so hard when his brother was like, I really didn't like it when they they used the word fingered.
0: Oh, Dan Rather did, too. It was Dan Rather of all people. Yeah. I,
2: sorry, I started laughing, so I was like,
0: I just Today, the Unabomber gets I just, brought in. I just
2: really didn't like that they said I fingered right. my brother.
0: <laughs> that I had fingered him. Yeah, I bet you didn't Almost. like that, did you? Like when your wife fingers you, you homo. Anyways.
2: I walked in <sighs> on him. And he was fingering Freddy.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Stop it! Freddy. right. so... um, He used his finger. So they brought brought an entire plane load of FBI guys to take this one dude out. Like, typical, it's just like what they did in Ruby Ridge. You know, they brought... Well, okay, just real quick. The
3: the neighbors uh, were instrumental in capturing Ted Kaczynski. So there's these two neighbors. One is a... Uh, Miller or logger, and no the other guy is a piano teacher, which is weird. What and they didn't really explain, like yeah, dude, which they, one's they the piano
0: teacher—the guy that's looking off to the left all the time—the blonde guy, the blonde guy with the sideburns. The jo- oh, the jo- oh, okay, he's I forgot a, about he, him. He's so forgettable. Yeah, he's a pia-
3: yeah, he's a piano instructor, and so. The interviewers in these guys' house, and they're explaining how they discovered. Like they're like, he's like, I was taking secret pictures of him uh, for months, and I was doing reconnaissance and shit. You're like, what the fuck is this guy doing, right? And he's like, I have the evidence right here. The FBI left me with this evidence, and he pulls out this photo album, or it's like a, it's like a book the size of a fucking safe, mm-hmm. and it's full of like Ted Kaczynski's writings and photography he's just got
0: all the things he's got are they copies or the originals I think there's they're supposed to be like dude he said
3: the FBI gave me this
0: yeah he's like why do you have this yeah
3: and he's like yeah yeah, I have it's evidence from the trial the FBI gave it to me so
0: because like, yeah because after the trial is over with I mean it doesn't matter anymore the evidence just well, what do you think happens to evidence right yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets, no, saw, it gets get auctioned it. off. It goes back. Obviously, goes back to the next door neighbor of the person who committed the crime. Right? He helped, you know. He, right? He, he helped. helped. He he was the. What about the my dad Butch? The, if I heard like I wanted to play a drinking game with the my dad Butch part every time the daughter with the giant Junos would speak. She she was, she was like my dad Butch. Went and took his camcorder and held it down by his waist and walked around. And then there's that, there's that. Like it looks like found footage, you know, where it's right. just like, like you know. Yeah, right. wa-
3: and they they show like this is exactly where it could he was be making any... the bombs in his shitty extra cabin. And they're like, you can see under this trash here how there were pipes that were completely, definitely made for bombs that were drilled in the certain. And there's nothing there. It's just trash. This is and garbage. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's just
0: garbage. Literally garbage. <laughs> You're like, okay, that proves it. It was so much like pointing at nothing, and there, and then the, and then the daughter, like, uh, he had a gun on her, like when when she he supposedly pulled a gun, he had like a gun on the d- little girl when she was little.
2: Oh yeah, because he was in the forest hunting, and uh, and she was in the forest, and apparently they found out from the Zodiac killer encrypted diary of his, like. Uh, I if I got the little if I got the little bitch I'd have to get the big bitch but if then if I got the big bitch I'd have to get the little bitch and I don't think I could have gotten both bitches.
0: Yeah, I, like that doesn't sound like something that a math genius would write. Well, no, when
2: it went into the the whole little thing that they were uh that they were painting about him well, he hates women so that's right, why he right. sent bombs to Exxon uh sales men and uh and college students and uh put put a couple on a plane Those didn't work, but but when they did start working he decided I'm not going to put them on planes anymore uh with the with the special with the special barometer device on there so it'll it'll trigger it whenever it's a certain altitude which seems pretty sophisticated for your third bomb but whatever you know
0: I yeah. mean, it wasn't really, but like none of those were... Yeah, but it didn't do anything. You know what I mean? That was the thing. It did. They blew a little hole in the cargo
2: hold. And they,
0: it blew they a hole, yeah, in a mail bag. Basement. In like a mail bag, and a little bit of a cargo hold, and like some smoke. People got a little smoke inhalation. Like nothing.
2: But the entire micro dosing of the crisis of your mail is not safe. So we have to kind of step in. Yes. You know, you got you gotta you gotta let us step in and uh, make the mail safe. Yeah. So I, I find
3: it interesting. This is kind of jumping off for just a second, but the DC sniper around the same around the end or after the end of that operation mm-hmm. was the same sort of operation where they said, Oh, you're never gonna be safe anywhere. These guys are just driving around, they're taking a shot, they're killing people, people are just dropping dead. And it was news story after news story. And I remember, I have a lot more memory of that uh, because I was more politically aware at the time. And it was a really big deal in the, what was it, the later 90s, 96, 97 or something like that?
0: Uh, What, the, the shooter? The sniper? The DC Sniper. <laughs> DC Sniper, I want to say, was 1998. Yeah, somewhere around that time. I believe so, yeah. So well,
2: slightly- the, DC, the DC Sniper was, was right after 9-11. Was
0: it after? Or was it before? No, it was before. It
2: was absolutely after 9/11 because at the same time they were doing the uh uh now now people are receiving anthrax in their letters. So you know, that the the unibomber was put away. So now we're putting powder, now we're putting powder in envelopes and uh, it's it's anthrax. It was
0: 2002. It was 2002, dude. I was oh, wrong. Yeah. yeah. It was oh two. But yeah, no, that was the same that, idea. Same yeah. idea of the microdosing
3: yeah. the trauma mm-hmm. as as uh in news cycles and news stories. Yeah. John Muhammad yeah, and Lee Boyd Malvo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They had their little nineteen ninety Chevrolet Caprice sedan that they were shooting out of the trunk of or whatever, and then they drive away and
0: Ridiculous. do another
3: crime. Ridiculous. Couple
0: know, black guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's how that's how it goes. So
2: they they were mad that we were going after the Muslims.
3: Right. John Alad Muhammad. Yeah, just right at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect timing for such an operation.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, all this stuff all all this stuff always plays right into like the timing of things and look at like what big things were, were accomplished by this. But honestly, look at the like, look at the what was inserted into the narrative with you know with industrial society you know with with uh with the manifesto there you know i mean
2: well he articulated a lot a lot smoother than Jacques elul the technological society uh right. the real problems with industrial society's progress
0: yeah i'm pretty sure i, it was I
2: mean a, i mean he like trying evil is reading Eel is like I mean, you're you're better off reading like a VCR manual. From- no,
0: I know. I remember when when he was like excited that somebody he said something. He was excited that somebody had read ELO, and I'm like, that's nobody. Nobody's excited. Stop it.
2: Yeah, I've 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 tried reading his book Propaganda three times, and it's like it's it's like your eyes start to glaze over. It's like it's reading.
0: Like, it's, like it's like drinking sand.
2: Yeah, it's like drinking sand. Yeah. Um. But industrial society and in its future articulates basically an issue that we talk about all the time, which is transhumanism. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the end goal, it seems for and, and he talk. And like in that, the little sections that were air quotes in his own words, he brings this up. He's, he's like, believe it or not, there's a lot of scientists that want to kill off human beings and they want to transplant our brains into computers. And there's a lot of people that don't think that that's a good idea.
0: Right? No, he goes into, and, he goes into all that. Yeah.
1: And
2: yeah. So like he's, he's like, well, if we're going to stop transhumanism, then there's a lot of like really uncomfortable things that are going to have to occur. And then they cut to, you know, some some people in Oregon who stopped a bunch of loggers from destroying a forest.
0: Right. Yeah. You
2: know? Right. Like, like 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 one thing leads to another.
0: Well, that's yeah. Well, that's you know, if X then Y, right? But that, that's how they that's how they do it. Um. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Damn it! But yeah, he he he. Um. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, industrial society and its and and its future. Um, I think that was just an early version of chatbot GT there, and that's all. This is all just AI generated narrative generation.
3: It's interesting how they provided a. It's the, like, uh, there's a really good point you made about 1984. It's like, well, here's where society's going to go. It's kind of like when they put news stories out. This is what always pisses me off about news stories, when they'll say, well, they're going to install smart park meters or something like that. It's going to measure how much barbecue you cook and how many people are at the park and how many kids are farting, or whatever, and right. releasing carbon into the atmosphere, <laughs> and then the, at the end of the news story, they always go, some experts are concerned about privacy issues. Right. I they stick that at the end. That's like, yeah, They always, you well, do. we, we don't really give a fuck about that, but actually, we got to stick this in there to let you know that we're going to do this thing, and this is the counter-opinion that you're supposed to have, but you, we know you're not going to fucking do
0: anything, so. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I think it's funny how he became, how he became, uh, the, the, uh, Timmy became friends with Ramsey Youssef and uh, Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like the triumvirate of bombers right, right there, dude. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey Youssef of all of them, the 1993 World Trade Center bomber, right? Who got a bomb literally from the FBI literally like, Here is the bomb do something with the bomb we, we make bombs so you know <laughs> yeah we make but here you go take the bomb and timothy McVeigh, of course sheep dip timmy um yeah. i am of the i am of the mentality of uh, mentality of the opinion that timmy didn't reel probably either um yeah I, the more like the more i read about this the more like again this, whether Ted Kaczynski wrote it or if it was just chatbot GT or whatever it's called now, that that it was an AI that wrote it. I mean, look at the stuff that AIs are writing now. And this is the stuff that we have. And again, like we've always said, the stuff that, quote, they have is 20 to 30 years ahead of what, quote, we have. So who's to say yeah, that? Or
3: even, or even the creepy piano player from Under the Silver Lake who is, you know, who knows the narrative and he's good at writing that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. He like, knows the narrative. He's uh, good at Tavistock. that sort of thing. Writes all the songs. He, you know, dude, it, yeah. it's like every, and, I mean, and, 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 came out of Tavistock, right? That's what MK Ultra basically. You know, that's what Tavistock's for. Tavistock yeah. was created to find the breaking point of man's brain. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's what they do. I mean, if you read the, if listen to the lyrics of the songs, I mean, like the, the stuff that they tell, they tell you in the movies, in the songs, in the, in, in the media, all the way around, they tell you what's going on. They tell you how it works. It's all the same. Only the names have changed. <laughs> yep. It's always the same thing, dude. It's, it's, just, yeah, I, I'm, this is a major narrative point in, the, in the narrative, the Ted Kaczynski narrative, right? The Unabomber. It created so many crisis points that they could drip feed into the, in, into the system, right? With mail bombing and airplane bombing and the internet. Oh, that was the other thing. When, When uh, the brother and sister-in-law were like, the sister-in-law was like, have you read the manifesto? And there were only six copies at the general store, so they didn't have it. And and I said, what about the internet? And I didn't (laughs) know the internet, but they had it at the library. So they brought the internet into it. And this brings the internet age into you know what i mean this brings or out this is yes this is a genesis moment or whatever for a narrative point that changed society completely like the, the unabomber and everything that he brought up and all the stuff that he talked about now and, and again all the people who who now do the uh the eco the eco-terrorism that you know the not just the um what was the group that they thought he was a part of
2: Earth First. Earth
0: First, that's the one. Um,
2: and- well, he, he, refer- he, he referred to everything that he was doing as monkey wrenching. Yeah, well that's which, what
0: they referred their stuff to as as monkey wrenching. Like like tree sitting and sitting a you know, like a, across the uh, across a street or in front of a, a driveway chaining people chaining people to trucks, that kind of stuff. That's monkey wrenching. Um, yeah, it's
2: from the it's it's from the Edward Abbey book, the fiction novel The Monkey Ranch Gang, which is about a, a group of people who are upset with development in the desert, so they blow up a bridge.
0: Oh well, there you go. Um but anyways, yeah, like all of this stuff, like just the releasing the manifesto, when it did, ushering in the internet age, um, creating the eco-terrorism, you know, character. Uh, you know, uh there's just so many narrative points that this hits and pushes. And, you know, again, you have your your crisis points that they can... And, and
3: um, <clears throat> some people would ask, you shit okay, from, why, why would they do that? Why would they want to create... The opposition. Oh, there I just kind of gave it away, but why would they want to create the opposition that they knew that would they would be facing as this technological society sort of enslaved more and more of people and and more and more people were brought into its thrall? Mm. Well, it's like, okay, you create the opposition, and then as soon as you get any opposition, you have a ready-made terrorist group, and you can do it from the left or the right. They they were playing both sides, right? Now you have ecofash, and then before that. You had the green movement and Greenpeace and those guys who are like you were talking about—they're chaining themselves of trees or tree spiking or whatever. Like tree spiking, um, it's when you like you drive a piece of metal into the tree, and then when they try to cut it with a chainsaw, it like breaks the chainsaw, and it can actually kill people if the chain right. flips out and you know massively injure. So there, you got a terrorist now, and now you have to do something about the terrorists, and all oh, mm-hmm. this is such a massive problem that we have. So, and so many we, levels. We told of- you this was coming.
0: So many levels of predictive programming and Hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution all rolled up into one non-falsifiable story in a supermax prison where a chat bot will send you letters back if you write to them.
3: It's really impressive how well they can do these operations, mm-hmm. these it's, long-term
0: operations, man. I mean, how many, how many, how many, how many people's hearts are broken right now? Cause uncle Ted probably didn't reel.
3: If anybody got to the end of this, like I can see, there being some very angry people, but they probably wouldn't have made it this far.
2: Yeah. Well, was- I mean, it's the same kind of people that would be mad that uh, what that one uncle guy and you're <laughs> right. supposedly did. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, just to me, it's kind of relieving because I like the book. Bu- I I like the stuff I've read in his books, and I, I don't have to. I don't have to forgive the other stuff. I don't have to. I don't have to compartmentalize that because he probably didn't do any of it. I mean, he says, he says to this day, I didn't send any of those bombs.
0: Yeah, right. He well, that's the thing is he, he was he was <laughs> confused as to why the people came and were crying and whatever. And he's like, dude, I didn't do anything. Like I, you know, I, I don't understand why these people would even want to come see me. Like I obviously didn't do. it. There's no way that I did it you know.
3: Yeah, just in case anyone gets to the end of this podcast and they're really angry still at this point because their hero was supposedly this revolutionary who was mailing bombs to people, like the the revolutionary himself says that he didn't do it and he has absolutely no reason at this point not to be completely honest and if you listen to the conversations that he has in prison and when he talks about revolution and the justification for res- revolution, like he basically says, "Yeah, yeah," anybody who did do that would be justified in doing so, and there's nothing wrong with it and nothing to feel guilty about, but I didn't do that. So it's like, okay, well, why would he just lie about that one thing? Why wouldn't he just go ahead and say, yeah, yeah, I did that? And he didn't seem like the kind of person, at least based upon the character that he portrays, as the kind of person who would lie about such a thing,
0: or anything for that matter. Well, he's an 80-year-old man who has terminal cancer, supposedly, so why does he have, a, he has no reason yeah. to, to lie. Right. So.
2: Hey, guys, I, got, I gotta hit the road.
0: Alright, brother, have a All good right, one. Take care, bro. Yeah man, there are always going to be people that get pissed off at us for for shooting down sacred cows or whatever you want to call them. The heroes. I have
3: a friend in my chat when I mentioned we were doing this show and that I just watched the uh, German documentary and how completely fake so much of this stuff was mm. and I showed him the like initial evidence that I had and I like was like, "Yeah, look, this seems really messed up." And then the guy, he's a friend of mine, but he goes, isn't that blasphemy? And I don't think he said it, like, joking. <laughs> it, it's blasphemy
0: to say that Uncle Ted didn't realize. That was, yeah. that was the word he used. I mean, to some of these people it is. Yeah. It's like, if you need to use that
3: word, bro, like you might want to reevaluate how you're thinking about things. Yeah. I
0: mean, again, don't idolize things or people. or and, You and, can't say that. Yeah. And oh also no. also Crying, boy Jack yeah me. but remember dude you can't have nothing yeah no you can't no, you're not allowed you're not you're allowed to have anything that. not even dude they they create what who said it uh when there needs to be an opposition will create it or whatever when uh, yeah. Albert Pike I think Pike yes well allegedly. <laughs> right if he was even I, would, like, I don't yeah. know at this point anymore <laughs> damn
3: it Jason um. Well just like Pike they say oh yeah he predicted all three world wars yada 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 I'm sure. positive that's fake that letter that he wrote that's fake. I mean it has Completely.
0: to be it has to be or I mean I don't know again um it could be you know like 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 the guy from under the was under the Crystal River under the Crystal Lake Under the Silver Lake Under the Silver Lake. Yeah Crystal Lake is Friday the 13th. Uh right. under the Silver Lake. Yeah it could be something like that. I mean dude Tolkien right? I like Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Tolkien wrote an entire world's worth of history. Tolkien wrote himself more history, probably. But imagine, imagine what a thousand scribes could do. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, well, or and we're gonna we're gonna take a look under the hood for a couple different people and authors of stuff this season, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of a lot more stuff. And MK Ultra is gonna come up quite a bit this season, and as is um as is uh cult programming and that kind of stuff um well like everything is
3: that that's the thing that's all the the topics everything is
0: mind control trauma-based mind control mk ultra mind control all all this stuff is cia trauma-based mind control programming based out of you know the central intelligence Like we
3: we live in like we're the dude strapped in the chair with the eyeballs popped open and the eye drops dripping the eye dripping the eye drops into the eyes like we're in A Clockwork Orange and the whole screen in front of us is the screen that we live in and everything that you see that comes out of it is that it's just like you need to be afraid, you need to move this way, you need to move that way and then just recognizing that is so important and like all of these things that we talk about are in one way or the other or directly completely Related to that,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all and it all. It's weird how it's all one big narrative that all ties together. It's like the uh, the octopus narrative. There's eight, you know, multiple legs to the hydra or whatever. Yeah, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of things. Yes, there's, but they're all attached to the same thing. And they all go back to antiquity. Well, in, in, implying antiquity is even that old. Yeah. <laughs>
3: history anyway however far back history
0: well i mean you know there's always there's always like the the resets and stuff and you have you have residue left from the last reset yep that's what a lot of it is but um yeah so grognak you were saying that this season Mm -hmm. season eight we're going to be digging into some authors and what else is on the list so far we got we got some pretty cool ones yeah well
1: we did the HP Lovecraft thing, so we're gonna take a closer look at the Necronomicon, I think. That'd be pretty interesting.
0: Definitely because some the Necronomicon well. H well the Necronomicon yeah. is definitely something that um could possibly like some other books, like again, like Tolkien or um some other people who are supposedly fed information um could actually more be, than meets the eye. Yeah, a lot more than meets the eye. Yeah. Okay, and what else?
1: Uh, we're definitely going to get to the parasite thing. this yeah. round.
0: Yep. More parasite stuff.
1: That's been, uh, that's been stewing. That's been growing over time.
0: Gross. <laughs> and, if, um, ass master would like to come on for that one. I, I mean, that would be cool. I don't know if he does if he does podcast, but he's got a he's got a pretty decent channel there on Telegram. If, if
3: nothing, I I love the guy, but I just want to
0: have him on just so I can say his name over and over again. No, Ask faster. No, what do you think I, about that? I don't. I think I don't think we're gonna call um,
1: him. That. I think we're <laughs> gonna try to get to the bottom of Atlantis this season. Okay, that's a good one.
0: Are, I I've had people. Well, people are mad at us, Skull. By the way, because when we because went on when we went on uh, when we went on what was his show on uh, millennial of all the stuff we're like ah, i don't know atlantis is probably fake like, <laughs> <laughs> they're the most oh, mad God. at us That's what they're the most mad at us for because we said atlantis is probably
1: fake <laughs> it's not what you <laughs> want it to be probably yeah sorry guys just like all these things you know okay. oh sorry sorry
0: everything is everything everything
1: but uh, what else? But yeah, we were going to look at some ancient artifacts, weird artifacts like the Crystal Skull, the Voynich Manuscript, um, ancient libraries like like the Herculaneum Library of Alexandria, Nagamati. Um, we were going to look at some weird um, some guys like Alistair Crowley, maybe mainly P. Hall.
0: Yeah, we did he a Crowley some.
1: episode a long time ago,
0: and uh, discovered that he did a lot of buggering of people and I was like, oh that's kind of gross. So. If we can keep the topic away from that that's that part of Crowley I think we'll be alright, yeah. But Crowley is probably one of the most influential people in history. So. Maybe it is. Yeah, he really. Is. He, I mean he really is. He he created, I mean he created basically the the philosophy of the 20th century sex drugs and rock and roll. Yeah.
3: He, Which is also associated with the Tavistock
0: Institute. Oh yeah. Cuz he was he was a member of, I mean, he was like, you know, um wasn't he a member too? The of, a, of the what? Right.
1: The Thelamites. Yeah, well, he was a Thelamite. He, he
0: like founded the, Th- the, Th- the yeah, Thelema. Yeah,
3: Thelima is his religion. Yeah. Even.
0: So, yeah, man, it's going to be a good season. And hopefully this uh sinusy thing that I have that's still like kind of lingering will be a go on by the next episode we'll be back tuesday for the nationalist inquirer live on pilled and d live and odyssey we'll see you there thanks for hanging out skull um yes sir always a pleasure thank you yeah man this was cool Uh, this was fun uh i was i was saddened and also like like uh said yeah i don't have to excuse make excuses for what he did to people supposedly but he didn't do anything to people so I don't think if that it's guy not like,
3: um, it's not like what whatever whoever wrote that or whatever wrote that it's not like
0: it's wrong I mean it's, it's still correct right and that's the other thing is like the book itself the manuscript when it came out how it came out how it was released what it's done you know again 1984 part two yeah without the without the uh you know without like an and like without like a uh third person narrative you know what I mean it's just brave, brave new world showed what was happening 1984 showed what was happening
3: yeah industrial society and in its future shows what's coming so yeah what is
0: now right and again like i don't you know these people uh huxley and orwell were you know they were probably handed into the narrative and said go r- run with this you know and they did yep. yeah. nobody nobody said you know again why not both it's it's pretty much both I mean, huxley was
3: yeah huxley was way up there in the occult societies oh absolutely
0: absolutely the Hux the huxley family and was it the darwins and the galton darwins they were related i want to say i don't know i I used to listen to alan watt and he used to talk talk about who was related people are probably all the same bloodlines yeah i mean probably at this point you
1: know yeah all right sounds like everyone who went to oxford basically (laughs) right
0: pretty much secret society colleges are all secret societies and they were filled with secret societies and they ended up being filled with project paperclip um, psychologists and psychiatrists and mind doctors over here in the United States And that's what happened here that's what Weird. happened here 80 well, we, institutions yeah
1: Jesuits Rosicrucians Freemasons all that stuff is gonna get a get a crack
0: Cool. maybe and obviously obviously whatever cryptids we can find we've got a uh we went through uh tribal bigfoot it wasn't as tribal as i I would have wanted it to be but it's still pretty cool book um it's david pilates book i think we might do some more missing 411 maybe do you think julian sands is the newest missing 411 the warlock dude is missing he went missing in like yosemite the actor from warlock the movie from the 80s really no julian sands blonde plays bad guy i know the movie. Bl- yeah, yeah, yeah i know the movie yeah but um yeah he went missing on a hike right after christmas right before christmas something like that right after new year's anyways so yeah we'll be doing some more missing 411 we've got uh let me see what else man there's all kinds of stuff you know your you Darren Hamlin him. and how he's totally a clone. <laughs> oh yeah, man, all that stuff. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't believe that that guy he's dead. He I I don't even know what the fuck's going on with that. That's all all that shit is one more of
3: the same thing we're talking about. Right. Like, is this is another people fake in the game. Camps. Yep. Yeah, yeah, make a gay up, yeah. trauma-based mind control. Who the fuck knows? It's yeah. like oh yeah, he just shows up with his fucking mask on and his hoodie, and nobody can get a decent picture of him. Right. It's
0: like Kanye, it's like Kanye, yeah, like Yay with the mask on. I Hitler. Right, right. Right, right, right. Um also, dude, the uh Sidney Gottlieb. I want to do an episode on Sidney Gottlieb this year. I think that's gonna be a good one. I have the book Poisoner in Chief. It was recommended to me by one uh is a blast from the past but yeah he recommended that book to me a long time ago i've been skimming through it and now that we've been talking about mk ultra and all the other things that were the fort dietrich stuff the michael aquino you know all the the, the vietnam uh experiments that that happened that dude all these people yeah we gotta we gotta do some more deep dives so love, he's a great guy yeah great dude all right, we are going to get out of here, I promise this time. and uh, There will be a creepy pasta at the end of this, uh, so stick around, and we'll see y'all later.
1: Somebody said,
0: I'm, I'm trouble you gay. When someone asks you about your dream home, how do you respond? It might be an apartment in a big city, a big house on a farm, or, if you're like me, a cozy house with a picket fence in the suburbs. My wife and I moved into my dream home about five years ago. It's located in a tiny town, one of those places where everyone knows everyone and no one locks their doors, about a 30 minute drive from the city. We thought we'd found the perfect place. We were so very wrong. You see, the thing about people is you never really know them. It's common in this kind of town, and everywhere really, to come across the type of people who seem to be the nicest and most normal human beings on earth, but who are actually different monsters behind closed doors. It's usually nothing more than hidden alcoholism or drug use, a secret affair, or maybe domestic abuse. But even Jeffrey Dahmer seemed like an okay guy, and we know what skeletons were in his closet. In the fridge. The weirdness started a few months ago when our new neighbor moved in next door. He really kept to himself, he didn't talk to anyone except for the occasional visitors that came from out of town to see him. They were a catalyst for rumors. I had heard that he was a drug dealer, that he'd been in and out of prison and that he was cut out of his family's lives for touching his nephew or niece, but not reported for it out of pity. He was quiet and a little creepy, but he seemed okay to me. And apparently, I'm an idiot. A couple of weeks ago, my sister-in-law was leaving my house late at night when she noticed that the dome light on her car was on. Someone had just been in there, it seemed. She ran back inside, alerted my wife, who then called me, and I walked her back out and took a look around to see if I could find the intruder. We heard footsteps on my neighbor's porch, but I couldn't actually see anyone. I called out but received no response. The next day I spoke with another neighbor about the incident to warn him to lock his car at night. That neighbor told me that he had spotted someone in the bushes across from his house two weeks prior and chased the person to the house next to mine before he lost the guy. A few days after the chase, someone broke an upstairs window trying to get into his house while he and his family slept. The whole neighborhood was freaked out and we had our suspicions that the new guy was the culprit but we had no proof. No one had been able to see his face when he was busted. No one could say whether he had been chased to his house or if the person running had simply hidden on his porch or in his yard. The local police agreed to increase patrols in our area, and things quieted down for a little while. That was until this past weekend. It was late on Saturday around midnight when I heard what sounded like power tools running. There's a house nearby that's being renovated by the family that lives there, so I just assumed they were finishing a project before turning in or something. I didn't really care until about 45 minutes later when I saw the flashing lights outside my window. I went outside to see three police cars, an ambulance, and a small crowd gathering in front of the house next door. No one seemed to know what the hell was going on for once. The only information I could gather was that an old lady who lived a few doors down had called the police to file a noise complaint when the sound of tools woke her up. I'd been standing with the crowd for about five minutes before the officers came outside to move us away from the house and rope off the area with crime scene tape. The coroner's van showed up a short while later. It wasn't until the next day that we finally got the story. Two officers had responded to the noise complaint. They could hear the tools running inside, but no one answered the door when they knocked. One of the officers looked into a window and noticed a pool of blood on the living room floor. They called for backup and then entered the house. My next-door neighbor had killed some woman, dragged her down to his basement, and was using a Sawzall to cut her up into pieces. When the police entered the basement, he panicked and used a saw to end his own life. Apparently, he almost completely decapitated himself. As gruesome as the details of this heinous act were, the murder-suicide wasn't the thing that caused the most unrest in my little community. He had a large, hand-drawn map of the town hanging in his basement. Each house was drawn as an empty square, and each square had notes written inside. How many people lived in the house, whether or not they had dogs, and the best time and place to enter the home undetected. He also had a stack of photos on a table near the map. He had taken pictures of every house on our street, Some at night, some during the day, some from the outside, and some from within.